to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Well, you know what? In general, in society, when you have unwritten rules, you know why they're not written down? It's because they're so asinine and stupid that if anybody did write them down, they'd immediately feel like a dork. So they go, oh, I don't want to write that I down. Like That's stupid. Dork. We don't use it enough. Well, they are. You're a big dork You're if that's the way you look at it. Dork. Don't mention the other radio stations in town. You're a dork. Shut up. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. (laughs) Happy Friday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We are live outside Nationwide Arena getting ready for the Jackets tonight. They open up the home schedule against Tampa. I already saw some Tampa fans walking around out here. Yeah, I saw that. Punched them right in the sack. They were dressed like it was the the North Pole. They had like, the well, I call them toboggans, those big... Winter hats with the little beanie, the little poofy thing on Winter top. Winter hats. Winter hat, beanie whatever. hats. Yeah, they had one of those on. They were all bundled up. It's like, it's this is nice. I mean, I like it hot, but this is nice. This I is, like it hot, too. This is good weather. Let I know tell you, you, you love the heat. Uh, I love remote broadcasts. I love them. I do like when people come out and they talk to us, but it's windy as hell out here. Yeah. So we apologize for any wind noise. Yes. And I think Ozzy Osbourne's going to start playing in a little while. Well, so we've got, there's a live DJ out here, which is cool. All good. We like the music. That's nice. But we, you know, got to make sure we can hear ourselves do the broadcast. And then there is a, uh, a local band here that I know tours around the nation. Pretty good band. That's name, I'm for, it's it's The Orphan, The Poet, I think. Or The the Poet, The Orphan? The Prophet, The Orphan? The Orphan? I think it's The Orca. There's an orphan. No, there's an orca. The Orca, the Porn Star, whatever their name is, I don't remember. Anyway, they're playing at 5. So, unlike a few years ago when we were here, if they are loud, it will not be Black Eyed Peas, I am told. Because that was what they were... They were playing like "Let's Get It Started," and well, it was about five years ago they put us next to the Chainsaw guy. Yes, that was they had fun the too. Chainsaw mm-hmm. Ice Sculptor guy, and we complained about the sound. And the representative from the Blue Jacket said, "Well, it's an electric chainsaw." Oh, because that I guess makes that it made silent it when the blades grind on the <laughs> ice. All right, Chainsaw Charlie was out here. It was fun. Good times. We have a big show planned for today. We do. We have a lot of guests coming up. And by a lot, we mean The same two guests we always talk to. That's right. One of them, you're here every week. Saturday's showcase is coming up at 3.34. We get you ready for all the big games tomorrow. The Buckeyes are not playing, but there is a lot of ranked teams playing each other tomorrow. Jeff Rimmer will stop by, TV voice of the Jackets, at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. NFL picks. 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 At 448, as the wind blows down our stage. Shiver me timbers. Here John Davidson. Here we go. Batten down the hatches, man. Where's Jim Cantori when you need him? It's a thunder snow. We got it. Yes. Yes. It's two seconds in, and we're already in a hurricane. This is good. John Davidson, Jackets Prez of Hockey Ops, who will be pissed off when he sees how far oh. he has to walk. <laughs> From Nationwide Arena oh, yes. to come see us. Yes! yes! There you go. We got it, baby! We got it! Woo! There you go, Teddy. Right are, on. By the way, in case you, you want to find us, we're on the corner of Nationwide and Front. Yeah. Okay? We used to that used we used to be on Front Street. That's where our radio station used to be located. Yeah, we were we way were down there. Far south. Yeah. 
Anyway, can, Tool of the Week is coming yeah. up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Jackets opening up tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Line A will not be here tonight. Well, he'll be physically here, I'm yeah. sure. He will not be playing because he will miss three to four weeks with an elbow sprain. Yeah, a little bit of a damper on the whole, this line could be one of the best in hockey. And I think it can be once they're all healthy, but... It's going to take a while. Yeah, it is. And I want to, again, I feel like in the first few hours of jacket season, I have turned into Mr. Don't Panic, Everything's Fine, Don't Worry About Losing. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy, but... I would like to add to that line A timeline, when he gets back and healthy, there's then going to be another, I would say, five or six games of these guys playing together, wouldn't you think, where you have to kind of learn how to play with each other and learn how to you know, be on that line together and deal with all the different defensive maneuvers yeah, and I, I thrown the, at I this line. I think the other side of that, too, is that we, we read into this, and I'm, I'm guilty of this, too. You look at the potential here with Patrick Line, who's got a lot of talent, and Johnny Goudreau, who we know has a ton of talent. But I think we're just sort of thinking that Johnny Goudreau needs Patrick Line to be successful. That's a good call. He's right. got to get it in his mind that while he played with talented guys last year, he, in fact, is a talented guy. He is a guy that can generate his own offense. We have had guys here in the past that have had big scoring years. Cam Atkinson's one of those guys, right? Yeah, right. And I like Cam a lot. But Cam by himself didn't really generate offense. Teams didn't look at Cam and say, we need to game plan and take that guy out. Johnny Gaudreau is one of those talents. So it's not like he can't have success without Patrick Line. He's got to get that in his mind, because I think he was sort of feeling sorry for himself the other night, because he said, well, we're just trying to build some chemistry, and all of a sudden my guy's gone. Yes, that's true, but he's not going to be around for a month, probably. That doesn't mean you don't play your game. Yeah, and I think this is a nice opportunity for him as well. When you hear all these people around the NHL who have been saying, why did Johnny Goudreau pick Columbus, Ohio? Why does he want to go there? And then on top of it, they added in, well, he's not going to have the production he had in Calgary because look at all those guys he was playing with. Now he doesn't have that. This is a nice chance for you to shut all that up by going out and just putting on a hell of a month, right, to start off the season? Well, and kind of, you know, maybe a, a set, set a little bit of that there. to it as well. Right, and say, I, all right, you, you think I can't play with, you know, just – good NHL players? I have to have like super duper stars on every line I'm on, otherwise I can't play? Like I would I would be taking that as motivation if I'm him. That's what drives me crazy about the, the Canadian media specifically. You know, we, we never hear comments like, why does he want to go to Winnipeg? Right. Right? I mean we, we never hear that. But we hear that about Columbus. They dismiss Columbus, which aggravates the hell out of me. But let's say that Johnny Gaudreau, who statistically last year was a top five player in the National Hockey League, right? Right. Okay, so you take him out of that good situation in Calgary. Why can't he be a top 15 player in the National Hockey League? Right. How is that not a big improvement over what this team had last season? It is. Yeah, I, I think clearly, if you want to talk about how he seemed a little shell-shocked by what happened you know, in the opening night, yeah, of course. There's probably a little of that in the game where you think you know how the game's going to go. Line A scores a goal, and you're like, all right, this line's starting to roll a little bit. This is nice. And then the injury happens, and it kind of throws the plans into a bit of a tailspin. Now everybody's had a couple of days to process that and get it through their head about what's going to happen going forward. So I don't, I don't think you're going to see that from Johnny Goudreau going forward. I am excited to watch what he can do. I think it's going to be a wonderful night out here tonight 
to see the reception that this crowd, this Columbus crowd, where, you know, we don't care about hockey, apparently, according to all of Canada, and this is just a backwater where no one likes hockey. I can't wait for everyone here to show the NHL just how much we're excited about Johnny Goudreau and about this Jackets team. It's not just Johnny Goudreau. We know that. We know there's a lot of talent here, but I'm excited to watch the fans show up for him, and I'm excited to see how he interacts with the fans and gives him something to cheer about tonight, because I think it's definitely going to be a showcase for him. Jackets and Lightning, our coverage starts at 6.30. Catch all the action right here on the fan. Guardians and Yankees going on this afternoon. This game was supposed to be last night. It was uh, postponed to today. Top of the sixth inning, tied at two. Guardians fell behind early in this game, two to nothing. It looked like it was not going to be a good afternoon, and they have tied the game up. This is a you don't want to say must win for them, but you know you're in a short series. You're the road team. You desperately want a split out of these first two games. Yeah, you need to, and you need to show everybody that uh, it's not just lights out for this Guardians team after such a good season. And everyone wrote them off pretty much because as soon as they saw they were going to be playing the Yankees, everyone said, "Yeah, all right, well that's over. That's not even going to be a series. Make it a series right now, and then put the onus on the Yankees." To come back to Cleveland and do something about it. I'm, I'm excited to see what that looks like. But, yeah, what is it right now you said? Tied up? Two to two, top of the six. And we All don't right. have TVs out here. I'm looking at my computer. So it could the most ridiculous thing in the world could happen. We wouldn't know. And we would have to count on Panama what to tell us. What would that be? Because we had a goose flying around on whichever field that was the other night in the playoffs where the goose is, like, landing and just sitting there. And they're like, okay, goose, this is not, How about this? not a pond. How about this? So Aaron Judge... Yep. 62 home runs, mm-hmm. right? What if Aaron Judge, in a moment of protest, decided to strip off his uniform mm. to reveal that he does, in fact, have a physical vagina and that he is not a male? I mean, what you, a you, moment! You, that's what, what I a said. moment for sports! You, you asked. Yes, that would be something. Well, that could happen. We could be right now. Home runs history for a could be happening, and we're not even. Could be happening. I would love to see how many people's heads would explode if that happened. Like, how many people would just be like, I have to now rethink my entire ideology because of what just happened? Or, I saw someone today in uh, in London threw tomato juice on a Van Gogh painting in the museum. One of these, oil is bad. I'm sure he'll be real upset. Oil is bad. <laughs> Protest <laughs> group, Get him. Right? Give that old one-eared bastard. Tell him what's up. Maybe Aaron Judge is part of that group. Oh. Right? So oh. maybe he strips off all his clothes. And maybe he doesn't reveal that he has a vagina, but he just chops it off right there and says, Oil's bad! And that's it. In protest. These protests. Have you ever protested? I don't think you have. You, you asked have me. have to start. You asked that. me what you the most just, ridiculous thing could be. I mean, if he took his uniform off and just threw tomato juice on himself, that would also be a pretty bizarre thing. That would get people's attention. You and I have worked together for over a decade, and you don't understand that my mind is always going to go to the extreme. Right. If you ask well, me what's the go, craziest thing, that's where I'm going to go. It's going to go to the Southern Hemisphere. I know that. I know it's oh, always going to go right south of the border. Initially, that's where you go, and I get that. All right, we had Thursday night football last night, Oh, if that's what you want to call it. I wish someone would have protested that game, and we would have just shut it down. Where's cancel culture when you need it? Cancel that stupid game. That was awful. Thursday Terrible. night football is fastly becoming must-miss TV. It really is. <laughs> and I mean, Al, yeah. Al Michaels knows it. Oh, Al, Al Michaels, Michaels is he was drinking ticked off that, that he game. has to do that game. Oh, The biggest news that came out of that game last night was Al Michaels making comments on Dan Snyder. And we'll talk about that coming up later on in the program. We will talk about the bad Thursday night football. We will talk about Justin Fields. 
We will talk about Aaron Judge exposing himself to the world and showing everyone that he is, in fact, a woman. Hitting, All of hitting that. Hitting dongs is what I heard. All of the, yeah. he's, he's Maybe he's tucking around the other I, end. <laughs> All of that is coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is delayed on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by JCPenney. The mystery sale is back. How much will you save? Coupon giveaway starts Thursday in-store only. You could peel and reveal up to an extra 50% off while they last. Hurry, this family-sized savings and Sunday. Shopping is back. JCPenney. And Leanna Ray with fan traffic. These two probably should have stayed in their basements. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company. We are outside Nationwide Arena. Jackets opening up the home schedule tonight against Tampa. Coverage starts 630 right here on the fan. We had football last night. The Commanders beating the Bears 12-7. Oof. Gross. In another Thursday night game that should only be shown to people in prison. Yeah. Who you want to get information Actually, from. I don't even think, I think that would still violate Geneva Conventions. I don't think you should even do that. Honestly, that game, the only thing that started to be interesting about it, at the very end where Justin Fields had a nice run to get down inside the 10-yard line with, I don't know, 30 seconds left, whatever that was. And then what happened? What's the difference? Their offense completely they were in the red petered out again, times. like they do. They did. They did nothing. Yeah, Bears in, offense. The, in the red zone. They're terrible. And, I and mean, look, he was under duress all night too. He's getting annihilated he, back there. He, their offensive know, line is he's, bad. He's, he's, he's not good enough. He's, I know. I know. He's not good enough. He, he. You can do all the deep breathing exercises you want. That's not going to help you read a defense faster in the moment. He just doesn't have that. You know, and he, even that. I think it was the second drive of the game. They're back in the red zone after they got nothing on their first drive. And he had an easy touchdown throw, I think, to his tight end who was wide open. It was a two-yard pass. Just put some air under the pass. He was wide open. Nothing. You get no points out of it. Yeah. It was it was a frustrating game to watch. I saw that uh, Brandon Beam, our guy, who was uh, host on Morning Juice, he's off to, he was off this week, the last few days, but I saw him tweet last night that he watched, because he's a big Bears fan. And he said after the game he was so distraught he just started watching My Strange Addiction. And it's like, yeah, that, that's what watching this is. Watching the Bears is your strange addiction. Right. That's exactly right. We're, I hope- we are, we're both Bears fans, me and Beamer. But we're completely different. No, because he goes in every. He runs headfirst into every season exactly and, then gets, right. and then runs smack into the pole that they put up in front of you he to block you from going any further. It's genuinely excited. Yep. Like yesterday morning, he probably got up and said, My football ple- team plays tonight. Yay! I got up and said, my stupid football team plays tonight. I guess I have to watch it. Right. I'm sure they'll lose and humiliate themselves in the process. And they did. Yeah, you, you ended up being correct, so you didn't get the disappointment. But, bone, at least they looked terrible <laughs> while they were doing it. The orange, the orange shirt-helmet combo would have been much worse if it was the orange pants, too. So I'll give them credit for at least bailing on the entire carrot look, but... Yeah, it was not. I didn't like that look. I didn't think it was great. Justin, it doesn't matter though if you can't play. No, no, it doesn't matter. Justin Fields said after the game that he's 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 ticked off because he's tired of feeling like they're so close. Newsflash, buddy, you're not. That team is not close. 
you're not close. Yes, in that moment last night, you were close to beating the Washington Commanders, a team that had lost four in a row and is in free fall. Congratulations to you. But in the grand scheme of things, he's not close, and that team is not close. Well, and you know what? If they had beaten, let's say, like the Bills or somebody who is actually pretty good, or All right. smack the Eagles then or something. Then we can have that conversation. No, you can, but then we would still say, that's great, that's a nice start, but then there's not been any consistency built into that team. But if they had a win, number one, that would have been something. If they'd beaten a good team, that would have been another thing. But even there, I wouldn't say, oh, it's all, yeah, it's all fixed. They're heading the right direction. It would just say, yeah, they had a nice game. It's the NFL. Sometimes bad teams play good games. You'd have to see a lot more. And right now, this team isn't even close, which is funny because after the game, you'd think their coach, Eberflus, would be losing his mind. Oh, no, he was a... Hey, man, we took some positive steps. Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera is the one having the meltdown after the game when they won. Here's what Bob, and I, I actually like Ron Rivera, but his comments last night made no sense to me. So he's getting all these questions now. Hey, man, you know, was, was getting Carson Wentz in here even your call, or is this a Dan Snyder sort of situation where he told you what to do? Here was Ron Rivera's response after the game last night. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I didn't want anything to do with Carson. Well, that's BS. I'm the blanking guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape, and when we were in Indianapolis, that's what I did. And that's what pisses me off. Because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry, I'm done. First of all, let's stop talking about Carson Wentz like he's a -a make-a-wish king. He is a starting quarterback in the NFL who's getting paid $20 million. He's a big boy, put a microphone in front of his face, and ask the questions to him, too. I get it. Ron Rivera, though, is the one that started all of this controversy this week. When asked, what is missing from your team? We've seen the Giants have success so far. We've seen the Cowboys have success so far. The Eagles in his division. What is missing from your team? Your answer was the quarterback. So now you're surprised when people are coming to you saying, are you happy with your quarterback? Was this your decision? You started all of this. Yeah, it's, it makes no sense to me. But on top of all that, the teams in his division that are winning, I mean, yes, the, they're all Jalen Hurts right is a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. The but other ones, they're you patchwork have, you guys. Have Daniel Jones, the guy that they didn't want to give an extension to and the guy that has been kind of ouchy this season, had a good game in England, but... That doesn't mean that that situation is completely fixed. They've found a way around that and are playing good football. You have the Cowboys, clearly, who don't have Dak Prescott. You have Cooper Rush back there. And they found a way to be one of the better teams in football You watched that year. game against the Rams? Yeah. Did Cooper Rush do anything to win that game? No, it's other than great defense. Sabotage everything? Yes. So then to say, well, they've been able to build around their quarterback and we haven't. Who? What do you mean? There, those team, two of those teams are playing with either a patchwork guy, like you said, or a backup quarterback. If you're saying, "Well, the team wasn't built well," that's a different. Then don't say quarterback. Say the team sucks, and I don't have enough of a team around this quarterback to help him. That's a lot different. And then get mad that somebody's criticizing your quarterback after you started it. It makes no sense. Uh, Deshaun Watson is facing another civil suit. This is uh, from woman number twenty-five, and I think this is the first one. Not to be Tony Busby. Yeah, it's a different attorney. It's a different attorney on different this one. situation. Yeah, uh, this, this one was was apparently December of twenty. Yes, December twenty twenty. This is a licensed massage therapist who says that he pressured her into. 
and I, I hate reading this term. I'm going to say fun mouthy time. Okay. Fun mouthy time. Like at the dentist. At the Houstonian no. Hotel in Houston. Yeah. The so, lawsuit was filed yesterday. Yeah, and y- you can go read all that and get the, you know, more direct details on what happened. But clearly, if this is what occurred, that's inappropriate. It's not okay. It's a pattern of behavior. It's a thing that I think we need to keep highlighting with Deshaun Watson that he's not allowed, when he returns from his NFL punishment, he's not allowed to get a massage anywhere other than an NFL facility. But we're okay with him playing football, playing quarterback, representing the team, giving him $230 million. Dude's not allowed to go to the mall and get a massage. He's not allowed to go to like a salon and get a massage. But he is allowed to represent the Cleveland Browns as the face of the franchise. Figure that one out. The lawsuit says at some point during the massage, Watson removed his towel and offered to let her get on top. Plaintiff refused to have sex with Watson. However, he was able to pressure her into fun, mouthy time. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's, that it's, is what it actually says in the document. That's Yeah, all I know is this is for people who want to say, well, this is just someone coming out trying to grab some cash, trying to get their name. Why did they wait then? What would be the point of waiting? Wouldn't it make sense to be a part of the whole other big thing that happened, right? Wouldn't it make sense to be one of the other people who now have received a settlement, by the way, all but one received a settlement because one of the 24 other victims, alleged victims, has... Yeah, there's still still one holding out, There's one saying, I don't want the settlement because this isn't about money. This is about holding him accountable. But if your argument is, well, this is all just a big cash grab, then why wait? The answer, if you're saying, why did she wait if this was truly a thing that happened... You can go look to any resource about sexual assault and see that sometimes people don't just act like a quote-unquote perfect victim and go right to a police station and file a police report immediately and all that stuff. Sometimes there's, a lot of times, obviously, there's trauma. And that is a symptom of trauma is that sometimes you don't feel like dealing with it or talking about it until months or years later. And that is allowable and that is okay. After removing his clothes in the bathroom, he came out wearing only a towel and later pressured the woman into massaging his private area. I don't want to spill the beans too much, but that's exactly what you did to me the first time we met. Well, you were fully clothed. That's fine. And then I you did. just came into the room wearing only a towel. Yes, but you were wearing your happy fun time mouth shirt on, so I said, oh, all right, I'll <laughs> do what I have to happy do. Happy mouth time. Yeah, I, well, I don't remember what the term was. Anyway. All right, speaking of happy mouth. No, you have something in conclusion. I was just going to add, this, in is, conclusion. this is a terrible, uncomfortable conversation. Reminder, the Browns opted into it. So the reason we have to bring it up is because they decided to make that guy the face of their franchise. Well, I mean, it's, it's You're news, welcome. It's news today. We have to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, and I just uh, I want to get a sticker that says happy mouth time. Saturday Showcase coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. That's real lip service. Watch out for delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is delayed in that area. And more backups expected on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke. Got a career that is recession-resistant. Rumpke is now hiring new and seasoned diesel mechanics and maintenance technicians. Receive competitive pay, great benefits, and paid vacation time. Join a family-owned and operated company. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. EOE restrictions apply. Only an array with fan traffic. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Friday, live outside Nationwide Arena. Jackets getting ready to open the season tonight. 7.30, no, why not 7.30, 6.30 yeah. is when coverage starts here on The Fan. Jeff Rimmer will join us coming up top of the 4 o'clock hour. 
John Davidson, Jackets president of Hockey Ops, will join us, I think, at 5.20 around then. We have plenty of football to talk about. As a matter of fact, we have a lot of games tomorrow between ranked teams. Let's get to the Saturday Showcase. Common Man and T-Bone present Saturday Showcase. Sponsored by Roosters. A fun casual joint. And the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. First big test for Michigan. Number 10, Penn State, heads to number 5, Michigan. This is the big nooner game on Fox. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because Penn State, well, it's interesting for a lot of reasons, right? Penn State and Michigan, you finally get to see these two play. They look like the two best teams not named Ohio State in the Big Ten. Getting to see kind of how they shake out. But Sean Clifford has been so up and down. He is a lot of Penn State fans still asking for Drew Aller to start in place of him. But he's the you know the the veteran guy. He's been there a while. He's going to of course be the starter. But their offense has been wildly inconsistent. Uh, they do have some weapons. There's no Jahan Dotson anymore there. But Parker Washington, Mitchell Tinsley, Keandre Lambert Smith. They're pretty good wide receiver group. So Sean Clifford has plenty of options. But the problem for Penn State, and this is not on Sean Clifford necessarily. Their offensive line. You look at the advanced numbers on them. They're ranked in the bottom not even third, bottom fifth of college football in the 100s when it comes to uh, their ability to stuff the opposing defense from getting through to the quarterback. They are 105th in line yards, according to collegefootballdata.com. So bad deal there. I think that's going to be too much for Penn State to overcome. I do think Michigan gets the W in this one, although their offense struggled initially against Indiana. Should be a great game. But I think Michigan gets it done. Big game in Hillbilly Land, number three, Alabama, number six, Tennessee. This is 3.30 on CBS. There's one thing I know about who's going to play quarterback for Alabama tomorrow. What do you know? Nobody knows. Because, oh, yeah. I, I mean... You thought you knew last no, week, and you well, were wrong. Right. So the saga with Bryce, Bryce Young obviously still hurt, had the AC shoulder sprain. Instead, Jalen Milrow is playing in his place and did not look great last week. That's going to be an issue in this game, and I don't know who's going to come out there, but if it's Bryce Young, it's going to be an ouchy Bryce Young, right? It's not going to be him at his best, I wouldn't think. And Jalen Milrow is going to have to take a huge step in one week if he's going to be able to get this one done. This is this is in Hillbilly Land, of course. It's an SEC game, but it's in Knoxville. This is going to be a huge game. What? How, how many years has Tennessee wanted a game like this? 15, 20 years? They've been waiting to be on the national stage again? Yeah. That place is going to be electric, and it's going to be a blast to watch. Platinum Fox from the station is going to be in attendance. On the bye week, he's going to be a Tennessee fan. Yeah, and I think what he's going to see is a Tennessee offense. It's one of the best in the country going up against one of the best defenses in the country in Alabama. But I think the pressure that the Tennessee offense puts on that Bama defense, because they're going to look on the sideline and say, "Uh uh-oh, we can't score as well as we'd like to usually. That is going to cause some mistakes on the defensive end, and I do think Tennessee gets the W in this game, regardless of who plays, but I especially do not think a healthy Bryce Young is going to be playing. So, Platinum Fox, bring some Buckeye luck back, because I'd love to see Bama get a loss. Not a lot of big games in the Big 12, but this is one of them. Number 8, Oklahoma State, at number 13, TCU. This is 3.30 on ABC. Yeah, uh, TCU's quarterback, Max Duggan, sits second nationally in passer rating. You know who's first nationally in passer rating? His father, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? No, uh, close. It's some guy named, uh, it says here, C.J. Stroud. I've never... C.J. Stroud is also a huge Hacksaw Jim Duggan fan. <laughs> that's right. That's what he, That's actually how he shows up to work every day, with a big giant 2x4. Oh! 
That's right. He walks right in. Also, uh, Oklahoma State, their defense that's going up against Max Duggan, his top-rated passer, they have fallen off a bit. Did they lose a coach? Was there a defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State? Oh, that's right. Jim Knowles, Beyonce's dad, is now coaching here. And he has taken with him the ability to make their defense even Big 12 good. So, yeah, that Oklahoma State defense, not that good. I think TCU wins this game by more than a touchdown. But, yeah, I, I think you are going to see Oklahoma State's defense get lit up in this one. Uh, number 15, NC State. At number 18, Syracuse. This is 3.30 on the ACC Network. Yeah, and uh, Syracuse is favored in this game. There's a reason in part for that. Devin Leary, quarterback for NC State. He. This is another game where we don't know who's going to play quarterback. He suffered an injury last week, shoulder injury in the win against Florida State. Uh, Dave Doran, their head coach, has not really provided a great update on that. If he can go, that significantly helps their chances. The thing that I like, though, about NC State, they've already played in a few tough, close games. I think they can beat Syracuse. I am, regardless of who starts in this game, I know that's going to sound like, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter if Devin Leary plays and if he's effective, but I'm going to say NC State finds a way to get this done. UCLA survived Utah last week. USC has the same challenge this week. Number 7, USC, at number 20, Utah. This is 8 o'clock on Fox. Yeah, and Utah usually really sound defensively, but one thing they've kind of had in recent weeks is a problem stopping the run, which is a bad deal when you're going up against USC because they have got Travis Dye. He just had his best performance of the season, 149 yards and a touchdown on 28 carries. So he's ready to roll. He's looking great. Caleb Williams, quarterback there that transferred into USC along with like half their team when Lincoln Riley took over. He didn't have a great game last week, but more than efficient, more than enough. A couple touchdowns, I think like 200 yards passing. I look for this to be a very interesting and good game between that USC offense and what is usually a good Utah defense. I just think you're going to see USC pull away by running the football, and Utah's not going to have an answer for it. I think USC gets this done. All right, cheap secondary market tickets for tomorrow. Yes. If you want to take a road trip or you happen to find yourself in this area. Here's what we have. What happened? Memphis and East Carolina, six bucks. Oh, yeah. All Is right. that at East Carolina? At East Carolina. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Is that where you want to be? That's where you want to be. Uh, Texas State at Troy, $9. That's uh, Troy, Alabama? I think is where Troy is, yeah. Uh, Gardner-Webb at Liberty, your favorite place. Liberty University. $5, but that is not the low watermark on the day. Oh? The low watermark on the day is Iowa State at number 22, Texas. $2. $2? $2. To watch Texas play? If you find yourself in Austin, Texas. What am I missing? You can't get a double cheeseburger for $2 anymore, but you can go see a Longhorn football game. Not in Austin, Texas, you're not getting a double cheeseburger. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's amazing. Maybe maybe they're thinking everybody's going to go watch Austin FC play in the MLS playoffs. Well, you know what I would be doing tomorrow? Gross. I'd be spending $2 to watch you run in a 5K, because that's what you're doing tomorrow. You come out, you don't have to pay anything. Come watch me do it. Uh, No, Nationwide Children's Hospital Marathon and Half Marathon is Sunday here in town. The Columbus Marathon, big deal. Shout out to everybody who is in town or why aren't who you is doing the full marathon. That. Why? I'm just saying. I don't why, know why am I not doing cage. the full yeah, marathon? Do the, do the full marathon. What, what are you talking what you about? Hate, you hate sick people? I hate you 26 hate miles of running on this fat ass body. No, but I am Saturday because they know there are a lot of us who can't run a full marathon or a half marathon. They have a 5K and they have like a one mile run. And I almost did that one until I saw that one is only for children. 
So I did the one that you can do that is not for children. That is the one I did, and it was it was. Uh, Why do they have to limit it to just deal. children? What do you mean? If you're all at the same skill level, <laughs> what's the difference? We're all at the same skill level, Jerry. That's exactly. right. Yeah, like Kramer in the karate class. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, so that'll be a lot of fun. That's tomorrow. And one cool thing about that 5K, they are doing it uh, in memory of Jesse Owens' legacy. I will not be able to uphold anything close to the great Olympian at Ohio State, Jesse Owens. My contribution will be little to none of that, but... It's cool that they're tying that in with this 5K. That makes me feel good. I like that. So shout out to everybody who's doing that or who's running the half or the full marathon this weekend. You know how sometimes they have like the Civil War reenactments? Yeah. I think tomorrow for the 5K, in memory of Jesse Owens, you should have some dude dress up like Hitler and you all just give him the business. Just like I Jesse like we Owens all flip did. the bird That's as we right. run by. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. You can throw things at him. That'd be great. Banana peels, hot coffee That'd in be- his face. I think that's it. You know what? I think you've got something there. I, I think we should something. take that show on the road, actually. The NFL is sticking by one of the worst calls ever. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Indianola Avenue south of Weber Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful as things get cleaned up. You're also going to find some slow traffic on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The only thing scarier than Bones and Allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Friday. We're live outside Nationwide Arena getting ready for the Jackets and Lightning tonight. Coverage starts at 6.30 here on The Fan. We have Jeff Rimmer popping by at the top of the hour a few minutes from now. John Davidson will be by in the 5 o'clock hour. Here's what we have tonight on The Fan. So on The Fan... It's hockey time. Uh, On 1460 ESPN is where you'll find the high school football game for tonight with Matty Andrews and Tyus Powell. Yes. And then on our special HD3 channel, Mm -hmm. you will have All Perverted. Oh, all all the time? The the Fire the Cannon edition of Perverted. The Bring Back Boomer edition of Perverted? That's the special guest. That's right, yeah. They're going to dig him out of the closet. He's a mascot, so he doesn't talk, which makes for an awkward radio show. Yeah. But he's good with the loving. It's all right. Between Ted and him, it'll be a regular laugh fest. Just a lot of talk in there. Top of the eighth in the Bronx. Guardians and Yankees tied at two. This was supposed to be played last night. It was postponed to today. It is the final game in New York, and then they are in Cleveland, I think, tomorrow is when they start this, because today would have been the travel day, right? Yeah, that's when it... Yeah, you lose that because of the dumb decision to schedule an off day after one game. So, the NFL is sticking with what I consider to be one of the worst calls of all time, and that is the roughing the passer penalty that you had in the uh, Chiefs-Raiders game, where it looked like well, it didn't look like it. David Carr fumbled the football. Yeah. They called, why did I say pass interference? Roughing the passer. Is that what I said? I don't know. I thought you said roughing the passer. Yeah, whatever. That's I what I was thinking said. in my head. So Here's what the NFL has distributed to the teams. The Kansas City defender executes his rush plan in his effort to sack the quarterback. He lands with his full body weight on the drive to the ground. 
A quarterback in the pocket in a passing posture gets full protection until he can defend himself. This was a properly called foul for roughing the passer. All right. Again, but that roughing the passer call negates the fact that you got a fumble out of the deal, right? If you want to tell me that you'll penalize the team that received the fumble, that picked it up, and then you say, all right, possession changed, the play happened, the fumble was legit. After that's almost like an after the fact kind of thing where they I know it's not after the whistle, but it is after that play occurs where the ball is out. I guess they won't let you do that. I guess they won't change that rule probably because they'll say, well, if you injure a quarterback, he can't necessarily get up and go recover the football as easily. All I know is I feel like that should not impact the turnover that happened right before the the air yes. quotes air quotes foul occurred. You had a turnover that happened. You had who was it? Chris Jones? Yeah. Who laid the hit? I would like someone to explain to me from the league office how it's possible for Chris Jones to land with his full body weight on Derek Carr when it's clear that he's bracing himself with his left hand as he's falling to the ground. Right. I don't. I don't know. You're not putting your full body weight on him because you're bracing your fall by putting your hand on the ground. Yeah. I just think that we have gotten so far down in the weeds on some of these calls. I really wish, and I've said this for years, we need in all sports where there's video review, we need a common sense czar. No, that's impossible. That they could appeal to where... The league had all week to have common sense on this. I know. And instead what they did was double down on their stupid call. I know, but that's a play that 10 times out of 10 should be called as nothing. It should be allowed to happen. And I'm not saying it's okay to go out and injure people on purpose or try to no, do that. but you also acknowledge that sometimes injuries do happen. Yes, sometimes injuries occur, and sometimes guys land wrong. I don't think that play... I guess the only answer they could give me that would be satisfactory is if they said, so in the beginning, Chris Jones should not have even attempted that tackle. He should have like used two arms to shove down Derek Carr and hope that would be enough, which is fine against some quarterbacks, not against mobile quarterbacks, and I don't know that I want every pass rusher in the league to say, oh, I'm sorry, can I push this guy down or not? Oh, he's a mobile quarterback. I'm allowed to hit him harder or I'm allowed to land on him because I'm allowed to wrap him up. Like The only way for that play to occur where someone's not getting landed on is if you just say, "Don't like pull up and don't hit him. Don't tackle him. And at some point, we're, we're having less and less of a discussion about how to play football and more and more of a discussion about I don't know how the NFL can make even more arcane rules that make no sense. I have been keeping my eye on this story coming out of Miami with the Dolphins. As you know, and I, I hate to toot my own horn, as you know, I am a ping-pong master. You, I will say, usually when you say stuff like that, you're lying, but in this case, you are 100% correct. You play good ping-pong. I mean, Timmy and I were playing a game of ping-pong before I came out here to do the show, and it was, it was Olympic level. That no, couple, I don't know. I don't points. know if it's Olympic level, but it's good. Where we had some Olympic moments. Why can't it just be good? You're really good at it. Anyway, the Dolphins removed a ping pong table from the locker room. Now the early reports were that the team had lost a couple games in a row. They wanted to get some focus back, and so the captains of the team said, "We don't need the ping pong table. We got to be studying tape or whatever right. the hell they're doing." Yeah. So non-heroin addicted Pete Davidson comes out. Their head okay, coach Mike, Mike McDaniel's, McDaniels. Yes, McDaniel's or McDaniel's. McDaniel or McDaniel's. Who cares? Anyway, non-heroin addicted Pete Davidson. He says, "I'm so proud of the team for taking out that ping pong table. It really shows the leadership. I love that my guys did it." And then Tyreek Hill comes out 
after this made all the press and said, well, we just took the table out because it was broken. We're getting another one. Oh, so... So none of that, what they said, was that was a focus thing or anything else. It was just... No, just this one was broken, right. and we're getting another one, and you we're going to play more ping pong. Can I say this from time to time throughout the uh, NFL season? Sometimes we know too much about this crap. Like, I don't... Who cares that they took the ping pong table out, or they put a new one in, or they're getting air hockey? Like, is well, that... Who cares? Mike McDaniel cares. I'm No, but that's said, what I'm I, Yeah, my team did it. Right. Yeah. I don't like. I'm just saying, though. Why is that even a story? I don't know why it's. I know why because we consume everything from that league. But also, at some point, the amount of things that we know about each individual team is kind of stupid. Like we don't. It if because sometimes you will hear that story and think, ah, that's why this team is playing well. Or you will hear a similar story and say, ah, that's why that team's playing poorly because they have ping pong or whatever. And that has nothing to do with it. There are teams who suck that play video games in their off time, and there are teams that are excellent, that are Super Bowl contenders, that have video game systems in their locker room. It does not matter. It is not about that. We are outside Nationwide Arena. Jackets getting ready to open up the home schedule tonight. The television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets, Jeff Rimmer, will join us. Cheers for him. Coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some backups on Route 315 southbound at Kinnear Road. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Ackerman Road in this area. Plan about a 10-minute backup as things continue to clear. Caution is advised here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks are so good, some are saying they're better than their mom's French toast. Perfectly crispy on the outside, perfectly fluffy on the inside, perfectly perfect in every way. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today and see if they're better than your mom's. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. All right, there's two reasons why my nipples are very hard. Number one, it's dropped about 10 degrees because the sun has sort of gone away from where we are right now. Number two, the television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets, Jeff Rimmer, has joined us here on the stage. And you always make my nipples hard. Welcome to open... I'll just... Disregard that last comment. Welcome no, to I would opening like to night. Completely regarded, if you don't mind. Well, Please go do. ahead. I'll that's leave. Fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like the suit, Rims. It's always nice to see you dressed up. This is wow. good. This is opening night. That's how you do it. It's uh, a rental. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, it'd be the same rental every year, I think, if that's the case. <laughs> I rented it back in 1971. <laughs> well, I, you know He's what? I, so I've mad actually, right now. I've He's actually seen fight. some of the suits that you used to wear in the 70s. Just to prove that it's not a rental, what does that say? It does have your name in it. That's very nice. All I right. like it. Is that when you wake up in the That's morning beautiful. and forget what your name is? you got to look inside <laughs> your coat. <laughs> All I right. Only, I only wear this on game nights. Jackets. Jackets. And not everyone. Opened up the season in yeah. Carolina on Wednesday night. They lose 4-1. to one. Give me your take on the performance. Well, I really didn't think it was that... Uh, that poor of a performance. Uh, I thought Tarasov, aside from maybe one goal, and maybe even that uh, is something we could debate, I, I thought he certainly played well. Uh, the Jackets played a road period in the first against arguably one of the teams that I believe, and I'm sure you guys will agree, is one of the best teams in the National Hockey League and can contend for the Stanley Cup. Then they get a goal 11 seconds in from Patrick Laine, unnerved by that injury, and uh, hey, you can't you can't make excuses about injuries because everybody has them. And then you see Carolina tie it up. 
And Cole Sillinger with just a terrific individual effort, and the call was right. Yeah. He was yeah, offside. Right. Uh, and, hey, the Canes were just too much for them the other night. I, I expect this home game here tonight with Johnny Goodrill making his debut and everybody jacked up to have hockey back after a six-month absence. Uh, this place is going to be rocking. These fans are here. What are we, three hours before the game? And, and look at the crowd here in the plaza. You guys are the best. Yeah, There's not there a go. better group in the National Good Hockey League rules. than the fans here in Columbus. Absolutely. Um, and they deserve a winner. Well, they deserve a winner, and there's going to be a winner. Hey, I told you guys when, when the uh, before the season even started, that week before, we're not there yet. We're growing, but we're on the way. And we have a chance to certainly make the playoffs in a very competitive division and conference, not to mention the conference. But this team is headed in the right direction and is why Johnny Goodrow signed to play for the Blue Jackets. And I got verification of that this morning because I sat with uh, Guy, his dad. And what a wonderful guy he is. You guys got to get him on the radio. That guy's really a personality. That's what we do on this show. We got to get on the parents of right. the, the players. Okay, no. That's, we do a lot of that. No, no. Stacey Elliott's coming on with his wild pumas. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. This will be great. No, here at Rims, I will say, though, your point about Goudreau is well taken because, yeah. I mean, just right next to where we're standing is a big merchandise tent, right. and it's full of Goudreau merchandise. It, I've seen plenty of sweaters around with. 13 on it and they don't say cam anymore right they've, they've got Goudreau's name on it but the thing that I think will be telling with him the next few weeks is how much this fan base being here and that support that we know exists here all around the NHL we had to hear all summer he had to hear why did you pick the play in Columbus and all that crap like I, I feel like this is an opportunity for him to go out there and say alright yeah I know Patrick Line is not playing next to me right now that's okay. I'm still Johnny Hockey, and I'm still going to make things happen. I think seeing this fan base out here, the way that support already exists, those expectations are there for Goudreau, and I think, not knowing him too well, I think he's going to excel with those. I think he looks forward to that. Well, talking again, bringing up uh, Guy Goudreau, his dad, he said to me how excited Johnny is to be here. And, and he's only been here three, four weeks now. Had a baby two weeks ago tonight. Bought a house, had a baby, All started the hockey season. Boy, new job, new kid, new house. That's a whole bunch of change. All and he's of a got a yeah. new he's got a new line mate tonight. Uh, right. Line A is out. We hope it'll be three weeks because three weeks tonight we play in Finland, and we're playing in Line A's hometown. So let's see, uh, let's see if the Jackets expedite his return. Who they put on the line with him tonight, Grims? Uh, you'll see Justin Danforth on the right wing to start. Now, I'm not the coach, but I'll throw a couple of ideas out. I think that, uh, and, and we saw Ron. Welcome to the Blue Burger. Uh, Igor Chinikov. Grims, just because Rimmer they start is, talking out there doesn't mean like, you have to stop talking. Rimmer's like distracted by the players walking through, which you this know is, these guys. This is you like when, I, when I used practice. to do pregame Buckeye coverage with Spielman when... <laughs> When the band would walk by, <laughs> it was like a little kid with keys in their oh, face. Right, he would just yeah. stop talking. Yeah. Rims. Boone Jenner. Yeah, Rims. Boone, yes, Boone Jenner stop is there. Stop naming people who are walking in you front of you. You can't name drop the guys okay. that we see. We know that he's Kent, here. You just right. said, if I'm not I the coach, what if I were her? Yeah. What were you going to say? Kent Johnson. All right. Look inside your coat jacket for your name again. <laughs> he's... <laughs> Mike Richter. No, Johnny. that's the wrong coach. <laughs> wrong. Do you wrong have Boone Jenner's here. jacket on too? Is that what's going on? No. Anyway, uh, seriously, 
Kent Johnson, uh, I thought, uh, looked pretty good in the middle there when he had the opportunity in the preseason. They're going to go here with Danforth on the right side. And how about Cole Sillinger? Maybe you see Sillinger uh, move to that wing or perhaps the center and Jenner move to the wing. So there's lots of combinations that the Jackets can find. They've got to find someone that uh, certainly can play with Goodrow and play off. And uh, I, I think that uh, we're, we're looking at a good solid three weeks without line A, and, and they've got to pick up and, and see somebody else step up. And as Brad Larson said this morning, next man up, and we find out tonight, it's Danforth. Television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets, Jeff Rimmer joining us here on The Fan. You brought up Cole Sillinger. We talked about that goal that was the called back. Right. And this is not the first time we've discussed his skill level, but he's grown a lot. I mean, I think a lot of people in the NHL saw that goal, even though it was called back, and said, man, that guy's a talented guy. Youngest player in the NHL last year. What's what's the, what's the ceiling for him? If you, could, if you look at anybody else in the National Hockey League and say, I think he could be that guy. What's the comparison that comes to your mind for Cole Sillinger? Boy, uh, may not be as prolific offensively as Braden Point, who we're going to see here tonight. But I, I don't want to say that he can't reach that ceiling, but certainly he's got bigger size than Point. Point is an exceptionally talented player. But I, and Cole Sillinger, we've got an exceptionally talented young man, too. And, again, he just scratched the surface. I think he picked up 15 points in the last 15 games last season. He is just starting his career. Barely 19 years old. Kent Johnson, he's going to turn 20 yeah. here in, I think, Tuesday, the 18th. He turns 20 years old. Uh, we've got a young blue line. Boquist getting a chance to move up and play with Zach Wierinski, who's extremely excited about this season and, and the makeup of the team. And I think you're going to see Wierinski, particularly on the power play. He and Goudreau are going to click. And that's one area I think you guys will agree and have lamented from time to time with oh, yeah. me I, and without me that the power play's got to improve. I do hope that that's an area that picks the team up while, you know, again, dealing with the injury to line A. Other guys can step up. But that power play could absolutely still be magic, and I'm excited to see it. Right. Let me ask you about, you know, you mentioned Zach Wierenski. Switch it over to the defenseman there. One of the issues I noticed, again, it's one game, right? But it seemed like a, there Don't was a struggle. too much into one okay, game Okay, I'm here. just Team asking. Ball. I'm asking questions, Rims. Okay. You're the expert. All right. For fan, I'm presenting a chance for you to rebut this. For fans who are concerned about getting the puck out of the defensive zone, especially when, you know, Zach's not on the ice. That takes some time, right, for some of the new pieces there to, to get, you know, Branson and guys like that have to, you know, step into that a little bit. But that's something that... If that improves, I think that improves a lot of what you saw, especially in that third period where it wasn't that great. Well, part of the responsibility is the forwards as well. They've got to come back and help out. They've got to give the defenseman an outlet. But you know, you're right. Uh, Boquist is certainly a guy. Does he stay uh, alongside uh, Rorensky, or does he maybe pull back and play alongside Gavrikov? Gavrikov certainly, he didn't have... Uh, Gavrikov did not have a great game the other night. No. But I can tell you that Gavrikov has that ability to move that puck yes, up, yes. up ice effectively. Hey, the Jackets can play. They play a decent game. We talked about that. But they certainly can play better as well. Jeff Rimmer joining us here on The Fan. I said this after the game. The thing that bothered me is not necessarily the fact that they lost that game. Obviously, we want them to win 82 games. That's not realistic. But there was a moment. I think it was late in the second period. The game was tied up at one. And... Somebody, I forget who it was, took Johnny Goudreau out. 
and Andrew Peake was on the ice, and I heard Jody say this on the broadcast, man, right. I would have liked to see Andrew Peake grab that guy there. Right. Instead, Andrew Peake just sort of stood there and yelled at him and said, you can't do that. Ensuing face-off, Jackets have had an opportunity to score, didn't score, they go down the ice and That's score, right. and the momentum was changed there. We wanted this team to get tougher in the offseason. We didn't see it in that moment. Are we going to see more of that tonight? It'll be addressed. It'll be addressed. I'm sure it was discussed after the game as well. And I can assure you, it will be addressed. And you're right. You're I mean, right. Patrick Line is a bigger guy. You're not going to have tons of situations like that. Johnny Goudreau's not a big guy. Well, and Rims, I don't expect them to necessarily have that instinct right away because they've really not played with a guy like this. Right. You know, a, a smaller stature guy who's a top five player in the league when he's going at all speeds. You know teams are going to be gunning for him to try to send a message and see how the Jackets respond. Right. I, I can tell you, uh, I talked to uh, Olivier, Matthew Olivier, and he's that kind of guy. And He said to me this morning, he said, I know people think that uh, we don't have that uh, team grit, but I'll tell you, we do. And the players talk amongst themselves, and they're excited to see both Doug Branson here and Olivier, and they'll address it. It'll be taken care of, but your point's, your point's well taken. Rims, enjoy the game tonight, my friend. Are you guaranteeing victory against Tampa Bay? Oh, boy. Nobody's listening. Go ahead. Just no. do it. Yeah, Nobody's of course listening. he is. Let's go, Rimmer. What do you have to lose? You, you should be like Al Michaels at this point. You don't care if you get fired. Who the hell cares? <laughs> Let's go. Blue Jackets win. Yeah. Hey, yeah. There in overtime. Oh. Johnny Goodrow scores the game winner. Yeah, I like that. And all these fans go home happy. Thank you. Uh, Amer- Jeff Rimmer, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. America loves a plucky underdog. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of Route 315 southbound at Kinnear Road. Traffic is stop and go from Ackerman Road and still continues to build. Please be cautious over here as traffic slows down. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Get a career that is recession-resistant. Rumpke is now hiring new and seasoned diesel mechanics and maintenance technicians. Receive competitive pay, great benefits, and paid vacation time. Join a family-owned and operated company. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. EOE restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Happy Friday outside Nationwide Arena. Jackets getting ready to open up the home schedule tonight against Tampa. Coverage starts at 6.30 right here on The Fan. We had Rimmer in the last segment. We have uh, NFL picks coming up at 4.48. John Davidson will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. And I have neglected to mention, shame on me, that it's also Tool of the Week Friday. Oh, Send yeah. in your Twitter tools now, at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Guardians and Yankees playing in the Bronx. Bottom of the eighth. The game is tied at two. This is the second game in that series. The uh, Yankees won the first game, so this is the last game in the Bronx before they move to Cleveland in this series. So we'll keep you up to date on that if the score changes. I did see this, betonline.ag. Uh, they have geotagged keyword association Twitter data over the past week. Okay. Tracking official fan hashtags for each team in every state. So obviously we know in the state of Ohio... More people are rooting for the Guardians than any other team in Major League Baseball's postseason, right? Right. But what about the other states that don't have a dog in the fight? The number one team 
with 15 states apparently rooting for this team, at least with the Twitter data they found, the Mariners. Oh, yeah. That's number one. Well, I could see that, right? A lot of people not exactly huge fans of the Astros, given their cheating scandals. And the Mariners are a nice story, right? They haven't been there in a while. It's kind of cool. Thirteen states say they're rooting for the Guardians. Well, Seven states. I'm sorry, that, I mean, again, you got a lot of people rooting for them to beat the Yankees, so it makes sense. America loves the plucky underdog. Yeah. Uh, Braves, seven states. I know you love the Braves uh, so much. So much. They are the plucky underdogs. Uh, Yankees, five states. Phillies, three states. Dodgers, three states. Padres, two states. And Astros, two states. I want, I'm guessing the Padres don't even win California, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing not. I'm guessing the Dodgers would have won that, but what do I know? Padres evened up that series, though. Yeah, they, they did. San Diego. Are they I playing know. tonight? Uh, you could. I, I have I no idea. I've got one thing on my mind tonight, my friend, and that is taking it to Tampa. Hashtag take it to Tampa. Hashtag who's going to break the news to one Stephen Stamakos. I think we have to break that out today. Of course Teddy, we do. Teddy's back in the studio. I don't have control over the sound effects today, but Teddy, we may have to break out the uh, the actual original. Who's going to break the news to Stephen Stamkos? And then the version that we put together when the Jackets swept out the lightning in the yeah, postseason. that's right. Yeah, we had one of our guys in sales, Evan, who does a great job. He he actually sang on that. Had uh, one of his bandmates come in and play guitar. It's pretty sweet. Shout out to uh, North to Nashville. Those guys rock. Dick Masheter, Ford Fan Poll, 971thefan.com. Which ranked matchup are you most looking forward to tomorrow? We talked about these earlier in the Saturday Showcase. Number 10, Penn State at number 5, Michigan. Number 3, Alabama at number 6, Tennessee. Number 8, Oklahoma State at number 13, TCU or other. Before we answer the question, Buckeyes are on a bye. We didn't want to just run crappy ESPN radio programming tomorrow. So you can hear that Penn State and Michigan game coverage starts at 11.30 tomorrow morning right here on the fan. We're actually going to have their whatever pregame that they're doing for that game because it starts at noon, obviously. Yeah, the game starts at noon. It's the big nooner on Fox, but we'll have it here. We'll have half an hour pregame leading up to that game. That's my pick. I mean, look, yes, there's a chance that Ohio State sees Alabama or Tennessee in the postseason. I'll be keeping an eye on that game and scouting those teams. The storyline with Bryce Young, does he play for Alabama? Do they lose their first game of the season? Tennessee fans are all excited because they're relevant again. But for me, a good Big Ten matchup will always win. So that's going to get the majority of my attention. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you on that. I am very interested in that Bama-Tennessee game just from the college football standpoint. There's the storyline with Bryce Young playing or not, all that stuff. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Michigan-Penn State, those are the two teams you know every year that Ohio State has to play that are likely to give them a game. If anyone on the schedule is, it's one or both of those teams. And usually it's been Penn State the last 10 years, for whatever that's worth. But overall, yeah, that's the one that has my interest first. And then Bama-Tennessee right after it. Bone World Cup is coming up in Cutter. I know you're very excited about oh, it. yeah, can't wait. I saw that uh, Cutter is going to have pop-up drunk tanks to make sure that drunk people are not running around the streets. Yeah, so this is from the World Cup chief uh, in Qatar. His name is Nasser El Nasser Al Qader. Your guy. Who says that uh, the sale of alcohol? If you don't know this in Qatar, it's going to be limited to very small areas for the World Cup. You know, soccer's kind of a thing. Every soccer game I've been to, beer culture, drinking beer, having a 
a group of people who enjoy drinking beer and being loud at the game. That's kind of a thing everywhere you go. Well, in Qatar, that's not going to be quite as possible due to some of the rules because of the culture there. Uh, so they have plans to say that if you are drinking in one of those designated areas and you are too drunk, then they will have a designated tent for you to sober up in. Uh, the place they they call this, um, they say these are basically sobering tents that you will go to where you'll just be there and relax until you've sobered up enough to leave. Now, the question that immediately raises to me, Mike, is who decides who's sober enough to go and who decides who's drunk enough to get in there in the first place? And where's the line on how drunk is too drunk? Like, wouldn't that be another damper on the whole festivities, I think? I, I assume they're not going to have, like, breathalyzer tests there. You're right. It's going to be on one human being looking at another human being saying, all right, you've sobered up enough. Now you can go. Well, right. I, what they say here is that uh, this uh, Nasser Al-Kader, he says, all we ask is for people to be respectful of their culture, of this culture. At the end of the day, as long as you don't do anything that harms other people, if you're not destroying public property, as long as you're behaving in a way that's not harmful, then everybody's welcome. You have nothing to worry about. That ever a way that behaving in a way that's not harmful, harmful to what? Again, like if you're saying, sure, if some people are fighting and they're drunk, of course I get that. We have drunk tanks here. We have plenty of places where you go to sober I, I up. See, uh, but I don't know what harmful acting in a way that's harmful means without a more concrete definition. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I did see that. You know, there's been some question about uh, gay people not feeling welcome at this World Cup, right? right? Uh, I, I don't know if it was this same guy. Well, there's guy. also there's rules about public displays of affection in yes, general. Though, I don't yeah. I don't know if it's this same guy who said, uh, look, you know, gay people are welcome for the World Cup. We're not going to throw you in jail for holding hands. And I'm reading that as, oh, well, good. Good? I'm glad you're not going to do that. But the, the sort of the, uh, the underlying uh, comment there was, but don't do anything more than that. Well, right. It's the idea that... We're in Qatar. There are places where that's not allowed. So they're saying, "Don't worry, we're going to roll back our laws to make things a little more comfortable for everybody while you're here." But it, all it takes is one person to say, "Oh, so the laws are normal and what we're used to." Then great. And then suddenly the laws aren't as rolled back as they thought. So yeah, I for a lot of reasons. Number one being everything is extremely expensive to go over there, and all the hotel rooms were booked up many many months ago. I w- you couldn't pay me to go to this one. I would I would be too afraid of running afoul of some law inadvertently, and and it, and it's not because I I love to travel. I'd love to go to new cultures and experience new places. I don't like places that are looking to kind of hinder what most people consider acceptable in modern society. So no, I wouldn't want to go there. Thursday night football was absolute crap last night. There was one headline. The biggest headline coming out of that game was. Did you hear what Al Michaels had to say about Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Commanders? We will talk about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A disabled vehicle still causing heavy slowdowns on Route 315 southbound at Kinnear Road. Traffic is stop and go in that area. And an accident has cleared from Indianola Avenue south of Weber Road. All lanes have reopened over there. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence Brand's mission is to keep pets happy and safe with their forever families. Their exclusive technologies make their containment systems the most advanced on the market, giving your pet freedom to enjoy the yard and you confidence in their safety. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Man is needing his dough. For what it's worth, you're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. 
Happy Friday outside Nationwide Arena. Jackets getting ready to open up the home schedule tonight against Tampa. Our coverage starts at 6.30. It's also Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. We are right on the edge of the blue carpet. Yep. As Jackets right. players are arriving and they get introduced to the crowd. And I see 10 TVs, Adam King running around like a chicken with his head cut off trying to get, well, he's get all the interviews. interviews with people and shots of people. But you're watching the news. I don't know if you know this. Like Adam King is there. He's talking on the camera. And then when he, there's a camera on a player, he's Adam holding, his holding camera. that camera. And then he's getting the interviews after the game. He's going to do stuff during the game. These guys work their tails off I'll when it comes what, to doing man. some of the lot. Like, at the station, they obviously do a lot. But when they go out to these type of events, they are constantly busy. Television used to be, and radio to some extent, too, a glamorous job. And you used to go out in the field, and the anchor would never. He wouldn't even touch the camera. Mm-mm. You would have your producer that would go with you, that would set up the shots for you. You never had to touch the camera. Now, these anchors have to know how to do all that stuff themselves. Oh, yeah. It's a huge deal that I I would think a lot of guys, when they get into it, a lot of people who get into this business at first would think, no, that's not something I'll have to do. But you learn, you roll with the punches, you adjust, you get it done. So, yeah, good for him, man. He's, he's getting out there making it happen. I remember a few years ago we were out here, Dom came up and was like, oh, well. we were talking live on the air, and then he's like, do a Facebook Live with me, T-Bone. And I'm like, I'm I'm on the radio now, Dom. It like, amazes me how a guy who worked in radio doesn't understand oh, I know. how radio yeah. works. It was like, buddy, you know how like at 11 you have that thing you do for three minutes? That's what I'm doing now. I'm doing my part of that here, so I can't jump on your Facebook Live right now because I'm on radio live right now. Uh, I think Elvis just walked by. He's looking healthy and ready to go. There you he, go. Is, he is back tonight. Uh, we had Thursday Night Football last night, and it was a god-awful game again. And Al Michaels sort of made headlines last week by you know, pretty much insinuating that the game was terrible and he didn't want to be there. He's making headlines again this week. He did more of that last night. He talked about the game being terrible. But he also talked about Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Commanders. There was a report that came out earlier in the week saying, Dan Snyder's got the dirt on all these owners, and if, if and he's got the dirt on Roger Goodell. If they think they can make him sell the team, he's going to unleash the hounds on these guys. Here's what uh, Al Michaels had to say last night. Just my feeling, I think what the league would love is for Snyder to sell the team. Not have to go to a vote, but just sell the team. Because it's been a major problem around the league, obviously, and we'll see what happens. I think it's got a long way to go, and Dan is very well known for digging his heels into the ground. All right, let's discuss this. Al Michaels is 77 years old. He's been around the block. And I know for a fact that he has personal relationships with at least a quarter of the owners in the National Football League. Yeah. He's not speaking, he's not pulling these comments out of his crack here. He has had discussions with owners about this very same thing. I would love to see chaos reign and for all these team owners to be made a fool of, including Dan Snyder. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, Dan Snyder's a billionaire and he's got the dirt on you. What are you going to do? And that may be true, and maybe they are nervous about it. The other side of that coin is you got 31 billionaires 
And if they put all of their wrath and energy into making Dan Snyder's life a living hell, making his potential sale of this team a living hell, they will do it. And what Al Michaels, I think, is saying here, and it was probably a veiled message that was passed along by some of his owner buddies, Dan, if you know what's good for you, you'll take your $6 billion, go live the rest of your life, and shut your mouth. Well, it, I don't know if that tactic's going to work. It sounded to me a little bit like Al Michaels hanging out with an owner at some point or talking with an owner at some point might have had one of these conversations where the owner says, man, I just wish I could go out there and tell everybody what a piece of garbage this guy is. I can't stand him. And if he and pushes then, us, we will. Yeah, and then Dan, and then I could see Al Michaels saying like, hey man, I don't give a bleep, I'll do it. And he goes out and walks right out on TV and says, yeah, I'm on Amazon Prime. What are they going to do, fire me? Here you go. This guy sucks. All my buddies who are owners know it. And they want to send a little message back to say, Dan Snyder, if you want to try to fight legal battles or you know, contest this with us, the ownership is probably going to be fairly certain at some point that they can afford any legal battle you want to do. They can drain you of quite a few finances, quite a bit of finances if they want to. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was a bit of a shot back across the bow where Roger Goodell doesn't have to say anything, right? No owner has to, Jerry Jones doesn't have to get on a microphone, but they, they got a little message out there last night that said, yeah, go ahead, Daniel Snyder, let's, let's just try that. Because if you don't just sell the team and make this easy, your life is going to suck. I got to tell you what, buddy, I like this version of Al Michaels. Oh, I do too. I like him. I like the broadcaster who doesn't give a damn. And what I chuckled at last night is how quiet Herbie was right after he oh, said yeah. it. Oh, yeah, Herbie's I got... I mean, Herbie's like, I just got here. I, I don't want to Herbie has wait. no balls. He's not going to say no, anything. No, no, he was Herbie's quiet. Herbie's in the NFL land. He doesn't know what to do. He's like a kid at Disney World. It's like, oh, Mickey Mouse is here. I don't want to say anything. I'm new on this job. And this is like Al Michaels is the janitor. He's like, I've seen Mickey Mouse with his helmet off. I know what he looks like. And you're like, all right, we got it. Al's kind of quiet quitting on us right there, isn't he? He's basically saying, like, I'll do as much work as I have to. I'm on Amazon Prime. These games suck. It's 12 to 9. This is a terrible game. I don't want to go to the next place to watch another terrible game. So he's probably just like, yeah, go ahead and fire me. This would be great, actually. I know the football game was terrible. Maybe this is sort of clouding my judgment a little bit, but why can't they get the crowd mix right on those games? It sounds like you're watching a game at a funeral. <laughs> Unless the crowd is going wild, you don't get any ambiance on these could Amazon it, Could games. it be, too, though, crowd is sitting there going, I can't believe we paid all this money to go to this terrible game? Could that be it, too? Well, or some of the crowd's just like, yeah, we're not really into this either. Well, that, that could be. But even even earlier in that game where you know Herbert had that big 60-yard run or something like that, the crowd was going crazy. They were on their feet. And you could tell they were cheering. But it certainly didn't capture any ambiance there. Yeah, to some degree, it's not quite the same, but when you go watch high school football highlights where a dude is just running through eight people and then you can't hear, you see like cheerleaders jumping yeah. up and down and people on the sidelines are running and jumping and then like there's no noise. It's a little disconcerting. That's what that felt like. But that's an NFL game. That shouldn't be that way. Texas and Oklahoma scheduled to move to the SEC in 2025, 2026 academic year, but. The schools in the conference would like the league to happen sooner. Not the Big 12, obviously, but the SEC. And those two schools would like the move to happen sooner because then they get more money. According to reports, Fox, they have a current deal with the Big 12. They are blocking it. <laughs> Apparently they've gone to uh, the SEC and they've gone to the schools and say, all right, well, if you want us to just forget that 
we are supposed to have you on our television schedule for the final two years of our deal, then you're going to have to owe us this amount of money and give us extra games in return. And I guess that's a non-starter. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised that these big TV companies are going to put their foot down and say, we don't accept the fact that you guys would like to make this business move. The, if I'm one of these TV providers, if I'm Fox, I look Texas and Oklahoma in the eye and say, hey, uh, you know why it's valuable for you to go to the SEC or anywhere else? It's because of networks like ours. And it's valuable for us to have you guys on our network as long as we can. So. Until that gets sorted out, until there's a monetary reason for us to let you get out of this deal, we're going to keep it as is. We're not going to make any extra concessions to help our competitors get better games. That's certainly not going to happen. We are live outside Nationwide Arena. Jackets opening up the home schedule tonight against the Lightning. Coverage starts at 6.30. Puck drops shortly after 7. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. You know what's coming up next, Boner? What's that, Mike? Oh, I do know what's coming up. NFL picks are next. If you'd like to play against us, call us. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. If you beat... Well, not if you beat us. We have a fabulous prize for you anyway. If you win. And the caller has been beating us pretty much every single week. We lost again to the caller last week. That could be you right now. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from Route 315 southbound at Kinnear Road. All lanes have reopened in that area, and traffic is slow on 71 southbound between 670 and I-70 plan on some stop-and-go delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Print Marketing Services help small businesses create bold signs to make big impressions. Right now, get $10 off custom-printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends on December 31st. Visit staples.com slash this is your sign for details. This is your sign to print big at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Friday. We are live outside Nationwide Arena getting ready for the Jackets and Lightning tonight. Our coverage starts 6.30 right here on The Fan. It's also Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now, at Man and Bone 971 on Twitter. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. John Davidson will be by in the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Right now, it's NFL Picks. Common Man and T-Bones NFL Picks. Sponsored by Urban Myers Pint House. Dublin's home for sports. Our guy this week is Austin. If he beats the both of us, actually just for playing, he gets a $50 gift card to Urban Myers Pine House, Dublin's home for sports. Join them for all the college football action. Watch your favorite pro team with the NFL Sunday ticket and see the games on their 21 matrix. Austin, are you ready to go, my friend? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Game number one, the San Francisco 49ers on the road at the Falcons. Uh, this says 9.30 a.m. for this game. Is this a global game again? I don't know. Uh, I don't care. I'm Go with say, the Niners anyway. Who knows? I'm going to say San Francisco. Yeah, I got San Francisco too. Yeah, I got the 49ers too. 
Patriots on the road at the Brownies. Give me the Brownies at home. You know what? I'm with you. I'm taking the Browns. Uh, give me the Browns. Uh, Jets on the road at Green Bay. Green Bay coming off of the loss to the Giants in London. Give me the Packers at home. Yep, I've got Green Bay, too. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, Jags have looked good at times this season, and they've looked absolutely awful at times this season. They are on the road at Indianapolis. I don't know why. I will take the Jags on the road. See, I've, I've got Jacksonville, too, because I just don't trust the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, Minnesota Vikings have looked good the last couple weeks. They are on the road at Miami. I'm gonna. This is it. Skylar Thompson getting the start for the Dolphins. That sounds right. I am gonna take the Vikings on the road. I'm going Minnesota here too. Uh, Minnesota. Bengals on the road at the Saints. I saw that Jameis Winston practiced this week. I don't know if he's gonna go or not. Uh, I will take the Bengals on the road. Uh, yeah, I've got Cincinnati as well. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati. Baltimore Ravens on the road at the Giants. Are the Giants good or are they fake good? I tend to think they're fake good. I will take the Ravens on the road. I think the Giants can keep it within the spread. I think it's six or six and a half, but I do think the Ravens get it done. Uh, give me the Giants. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road at Pittsburgh. I don't think the Bucks are any good, but this Pittsburgh offense has just been terrible. I will take the Bucks on the road. You said it, not me. The Steelers suck, but I agree with it. Tampa wins. <laughs> yeah, Tampa. Carolina Panthers and P.J. Walker on the road at the Rams. Rams have been disappointing, but they will win this game on Sunday. Yep, I'll go with the Rams, too. Yep, Rams. Arizona Cardinals have been disappointing. They're on the road at Seattle. Um, It's a toss-up on this one, man. I'm going to take Arizona on the road. I'm going to go with Seattle at home. Uh, Give me Seattle. Buffalo Bills on the road at Kansas City. Everybody's looking at this game. I think the Bills get it done on the road. Yeah, I'm going Bills as well. Uh, I think the Chiefs. Sunday night football, Cowboys at the Eagles. It is a big, sexy NFC East matchup. I never say that. I will take the Eagles at home. Yeah, going Philly as well. Sorry, Ted. Yep, Eagles. Monday Night Football, Denver Broncos on the road at the Chargers. Give me the Chargers at home. Yeah, I don't want to see this Broncos offense at all. Give me the Chargers. Uh, Chargers. Give me a point total for that game, Austin. Um, 67. I wrote down 54. Thank you, Austin. Just for playing, you get a $50 gift card to Urban Myers Pinehouse. You and I have been especially bad. Well, against the caller this week. That's or fine. this year. I'm fine with being bad. I mean, I was kind of at first a little mad about it, but now I'm just making my peace with the fact that the callers are more up. than us. Yeah, I have. You have no expectations. Yeah, the that's right. The biggest game of the weekend, the Bills and the Chiefs, a playoff rematch where it looked like the Bills were going to get it done. Then, of course, what was it, 13 seconds left on the clock for Pat Mahomes, and he makes it happen. Are these the two best teams in the NFL? They... It's or do you put the Eagles up yeah, there? Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, and that's, the Cowboys up there this because is, this their is defense a, is so good. This is a big. This is one of the two biggest games. I still feel like those cow, that Cowboy Eagles game is yeah, fair as enough. Good. That's I a mean, big game it, too. Those are those are the two that if you've just got stuff to do on Sunday and you're like, well, we want to do some family stuff, we want to get out. Assuming your team's not playing in the one o'clock window, and you're just like, yeah, I want to watch some football. You watch those two. It's Buffalo, Kansas City, and then roll that right into the evening. That's the way I would do it, but. 
Yeah, I still think Buffalo and Kansas City are the two best teams. I think the Eagles and Cowboys are a lot closer than I expected at the start of the season. Bone, the crew are looking for a new coach, and their season is over. But I saw this as good news for Major League Soccer. The league drew more than 10 million fans. They say hosted more than 10 million fans sure. during the 2022 regular season, marking the highest ticket revenue clubs have ever generated and far exceeding the record 8.6 million fans in 2019. Now, they're not talking about average fans here. I assume they're drawing more fans because there are more teams in the league? More, Yes, there's more teams, and in Charlotte's case, at least, that's a team playing in a giant football stadium where I know at least one of the games they drew over 70,000 people. Yes, I, they drew 74,479, which is a single-game attendance record. Atlanta led the league in average attendance. Of course, they play in a football stadium, too, yeah. with 47,116. Yeah, the one, the one thing I will draw from that, though, that is better is that the TV numbers were up too, and those are just based on the ratings. So that's not something that could just be done by having more teams, right? You are getting better ratings across the board. So hopefully that is. Jersey sales were up too, up ten yeah, percent yeah. from last those year. Are, those are good, right? So nice to see that, and uh, not to be remembered. But uh, look who's walking by right now. It is Johnny Hockey himself, Johnny Gaudreau, making his way into the stadium. Love to see that. Welcome to Columbus, Johnny. We know you've been here anyway, but I do like what, what Rimmer had to say though when we talked to him, and I rarely say that because I. I talked about that that uh, situation late in the second period where Johnny was sort of thrown to the ice there, and I felt like Andrew Peak or somebody could have done something about it, and they really didn't. And I like how Rimmer went out of his way to say that has been addressed. Yeah, that, you won't way, see that again. Knowing Rimmer, the amount of the years and years that we've known him and the way we've talked to him, there's times where he goes, "Well, you know, there's people that do this and say that, and who can?" Say? When he just is like, um, "That's been addressed," and then kind of says nothing else. That means it was addressed, and I don't think we have to worry about that anymore. At least I hope not. You're you're right that there are elements of that game, and it's one hockey game, and you're not going to throw the entire season in the toilet because you lost on the road at Carolina. A lot of teams are going to lose on the road at Carolina. They're an excellent team. It's not necessarily the loss that bothers a lot of people. I think it was that lack of toughness where you thought that lack of grit was addressed in the offseason, yeah. and we didn't see it. Well, so I'm happy to hear that that has been addressed, and I expect to see a feisty hockey team tonight. I mean, here's the reality, and I love Rims, and this is one of the things we always kind of have with him, is sometimes he'll give us crap. He's like, you guys need to talk more hockey. And it's like, all right, we'll start talking hockey. Let's nitpick these games a little bit. And then he's like, whoa, 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 hey, it's one game. And it's like, right, but we're, ta- we're looking at this team and saying, yeah, we've got expectations. There is pressure on this team, and we want to see them do well. I have faith that this team, over the course of this season, is going to be a lot further ahead come February, March, April than they are now. It's going to take time. I know that. But those are some small issues you're seeing. That third period wasn't great. We all know that, right? But I don't expect that performance two nights in a row from this team. I think they're going to have some ups and some downs this year. But I expect them to be a lot more consistent than they were last year. And I think some of that you'll see tonight. They will even it out tonight and play a lot better. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is delayed on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Plan on some backups in that area. And more slowdowns on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by American Kennel Club. Where can you bring the family to meet and play with cute canines? Only at AKC Meet the Breeds event. Taking place at the Greater Columbus Convention Center on Saturday, October 15th. 
sponsored by Nationwide and Jermaine Subaru. Save $5 on tickets by entering promo code PAWS at akc.org slash meetthebreeds. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Naylor was the one who doubled. Nice. To right center in the gap. Guardians have a 4-2 lead in the top of the 10th in the Bronx. We are outside Nationwide Arena getting you ready for Jackets time tonight. Jackets opening up the home schedule against Tampa Bay. Coverage starts 6.30, puck drop shortly after 7. We had the blue carpet in front of us. All the players were walking the blue carpet. Rimmer was here. He was distracted by the players walking the carpet. we had a camera on him for people to be able to watch it because he would just if you were listening go back to the podcast wherever you get podcasts just search common man and t-bone you'll find it when he came on at four o'clock so go about 50 or so minutes into the podcast and look for that segment where he starts talking because he'll just go and have a sentence and then suddenly go well and oh oh it's cold oh, there's boone Hello. jenner oh, i see these oh, guys every just, day right he goes, he goes to dinner with these guys. I mean, they're on the road. They all have dinner and stuff. I understand and, why the fans line up to see Yeah, that makes sense. see them all the time. That's like us at work being like, yeah, Mike, so anyway, today on the show, oh, there's Tim Hall. Oh, there he is. Look at him go. like that. And then Tim would just stop and talk to you for an hour and a half. So that'd be good. That's how that usually Now, goes. Rimmer and JD have known each other for like 60 years. It's crazy, No exaggeration. Right? They, they went to high school together. Yes, River and ended up here at a time. Lived with JD's family. Moved into the house. Yes. with JD. Do you think Rimmer still goes up to JD every single day and says, "Oh, I love your mustache. Let's hug he and does. love." He, that's probably why they're friends. Is because like JD walks by and he's like, "Oh, sorry, can't talk to you. Gotta go. Gotta go talk to JD." And then it's, that's that's how they're friends. He just kind of is like the puppy dog that follows JD around. Do you think it's possible to be friends with someone for sixty years? And not see them naked at some point? No, absolutely not. It's impossible. Like, you know they've seen each other naked. I mean, I've seen you naked, naked, and I've known you for a fraction of that time. I see you naked every day. That is part of uh, Naked Pre-Show Countdown. Yeah, we do our Naked Pre-Show Countdown. Don't look at your 401k, it's miserable. But if you want another perk, I've got it for you. Yeah, we go in the Kiki, we play Sandstorm, and we, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, John Davidson will join us coming up at 520. Jackets president of Hockey Ops. Tool of the week at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Are we doing the rundown today? Do we want to do it? Well, hang on. Before we do the rundown, i got to thank a few people. Because I've had a few people stop by. I didn't get her name, but someone swung by earlier with food from Canada. She had bags, grocery may, bags. May I ask why? I don't. I I said because she said, "Do you want some food from Canada? Some snacks from Canada?" Some and I old said, "Old Dutch ketchup, old chips. Dutch ketchup trips. So those are really good if you like ketchup. They taste just like it." But we showed him a rimmer, and he's like, "Oh yes, those are I that's Western Canada's brand of chip Dutch." That's what. Yes, that's what he. That's. He's going to say something inappropriate. That's what he calls it. Is what I was. Old I'll just leave it there. Dutch. He calls it old Comes Dutch. Comes out of the cave. Yep. And then our guy Zoran, who is uh, a legendary cook. If you're a Jackets fan, you see this guy a lot on Jackets Twitter. He's always tweeting out photos of his 
stuff he's cooked for the game. He's always got a nice spread of food and drink. He brought us some nice chocolate bars. It looks like, I'm not sure where from, right? It looks, oh, yeah, it looks like German chocolate he brought us. So that was very nice of Zoran. So we got some, some nice food brought to us today. So thank you to all the Jackets fans that came out and brought us food. You don't have to bring us food, but it was nice. We appreciated it. All right. I have no Wi-Fi again. Okay. I don't, I don't know what happened, but no Wi-Fi. I'm just saying, well, I'm going to need it for the tool of the week. Oh, don't worry. Because that's when Teddy sends us the stuff. Yeah. That's, is the band has started now? The band is getting ready to start. So if you can't hear us after this, just be aware. Are you ready to rock? Yeah. It's the, uh, oh, the orphan and the poet. Or, uh, I think it's the or- orca. Prophet, the orca and the prophet. Orca eats the poet. Orf- orf- oh, Free Willy. Yeah. Free Willy with a poet. That's the that's what happens. They don't become that's friends. Good. Yeah. Willy doesn't escape back into the ocean. No, he just Willy eats the kid. I like that. So you know what? Sometimes you need a little twist in the Disney movie. That's all. That's fine. It's like my theory with the Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. One out of ten Hallmark Christmas movies should end in disaster. I agree. I'm and not you never saying know which everyone. One. Right. You never know which one where you think it's trending in a certain way, and then it's, sorry I gave you syphilis, and then the credits run. Now, here's the fun thing, I think. Because holiday season, you end up at Meemaw's house or wherever you go, right? I don't know what you or call your grandparents. Meemaw steals your lady. Right. <laughs> No, but I'm saying when you're there, you're watching the Hallmark Channel, and Meemaw may not be aware of this new development with the Hallmark movies, and so she sits down. Meemaw's in her moo-moo. They're sitting down. You're watching the Hallmark movie. Hey, hey Meemaw's, Meemaw's in her moo-moo. You know what I mean? Hey, babe. Anyway, so then you know that this could happen, and you're watching to see, and then all of a sudden, the woman who goes from the big city out to the country, and she starts running a Christmas tree farm, and then all the Christmas trees get, I don't know, the ash borer beetle or something it eats them all that's and right. then she just is like just ruined yeah in the end of it she's like well, i guess i'll fire for bankruptcy and then that's it and then like no one loves her end of scene and then Meemaw's just she doesn't know what to do i think that'd be great we need that in our lives let's make it happen all right all right rundown let's do it Hit common it. man and t-bones the rundown the rundown sponsored by mobile center part of the 5g t-mobile network we are outside nationwide because it's Jackets time tonight for the first time at home this season against the Lightning. Patrick Line sadly will not be here tonight. Well, he'll be here, but just not playing. I almost threw up a little bit in my mouth. I apologize. He's because gonna, he's not playing? No, just I just had a little uh, little agita moment. He's going to be out three to four weeks with a sprained elbow. Yeah, that's, that's bad news. And Rimmer made a good point. I had not considered the timing on this, but when they go to Finland... That is, I mean, they are going to be playing in Lionel's hometown. And the hope is obviously that he'll be back in time for that. That's about three weeks from today. So hopefully the timeline works. I'm sure he is well aware of that. Obviously, everyone in the Jackets What's organization. What's the story, is. though? Lionel going back to Finland or Yarmo? Well, true enough. Going back to Finland. Yarmo's like, yeah, it's the fertile grounds where I found my best players. That's right. Yarmo goes to Finland and finds good dudes. So, yeah, it'll be fun either way. I am hopeful tonight. And I've said this all week. I'm sticking with it. Johnny Goudreau is ready to play for these Jackets fans. He's ready to play in front of the fifth line, right? So there have been a lot of people doubting what he was doing when it came to choosing Columbus and not staying out in Western Canada. You know, that's the place that everybody wants to be. He decided to come here. People doubted that decision. People have said yes, but he doesn't have the talent, or they say he doesn't have the talent that he had out in Calgary. Maybe that's true. Maybe he won't be as good. But I believe he's heard all that noise. He knows Line A's not going tonight or for the foreseeable next couple weeks. He's ready to prove some of the people in the NHL who 
have had something to say this offseason about his decision, I think tonight he goes out and starts looking for ways to prove them wrong and show them that he is still Johnny Goudreau. He is still Johnny Hockey. And I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like here at Nationwide. Guardians and Yankees this afternoon. It is going to the bottom of the 10th now. Guardians have taken a 4-2 lead in the Bronx. This would be huge if they can go to New York and get a split in this series. Yeah, it would be everything that you want as a Guardians fan. Obviously, I'm all in on the Guardians at this point. I have nothing else to root for. They, I you want have to nothing see, else to live for. Either. No, no, I don't. Actually, you know what? You're you're in the 5K tomorrow. I am. I have that, and then look afterwards, this guy show nothing else. Doesn't T-Bone look great oh, now stop. that he walked that's away? That's stop. Look at this guy. This sexy piece of man being here. I'm just trying to keep up with you, buddy. I know. We're just trying to. I'm gaining everything you're losing, man. (laughs) I'm lactating under this shirt. Yeah, all I know is if the Guardians can make some more sad Yankees fans in our lives, I think everybody would like that. So please get it done today, Guardians. Wrap this thing up. Let's get a couple quick three outs and let's go. And you asked me earlier today what was the most shocking thing that could happen in this yes. game. I, well, I said any, you never know what could happen. It's Major League Baseball. Well, when you throw out the challenge to me, I accept it. I and said what did the, you say? I said the most shocking thing that could happen in this game today is that Aaron Judge take, takes all his clothes off and reveals himself not to have a winky that he's actually a woman. Right. And what a moment that would be for... 62 home runs from a woman. Oh, could you imagine Yankees fans be like, whoa, hang on a second. I've been rooting for a lady this whole time. What are you talking why, about? Why, what why, are you going to do? Why is Dom DeBerry here? No, Dom DeBerry's favorite fans... movie is Ladybugs. <laughs> that's how Yankees fans sound in my head. I, and in real life. So there you go. That's what's going to happen. But yeah, that would be that would be pretty shocking. I'd be here for it. We had football last night, if you want to call it that. Commanders beat the Bears by a score of 12-7. to 7. More abysmal offense. My team, the Bears, were terrible in the red zone. They looked terrible in the red zone with their stupid orange helmets. Justin Fields can do all the deep breathing exercises he wants on the sidelines. The dude just cannot read a defense in real time. No, he's he's not as good as we had hoped. And I I saw this thing, and, and shout out to Evil Bald Colin for retweeting it. I think it was Ross Tucker, NFL guy, who said this game from Justin Fields is one of the worst things that could happen to C.J. Stroud's draft stock. And I thought, because that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, He's not, he's not wrong. It, it's stupid, it does, though. I know That's it's dumb. Stupid. It like, doesn't make any but sense. But no one says Mac Jones sucking in the NFL is going to really make it tough for Bryce Young to get drafted. I know. That's dumb. Greg McElroy being terrible at quarterback is going to somehow say Tua Tonga-Vailoa can't play. Like that, that doesn't make any sense, but yet that's what happens with Buckeye quarterbacks. I feel for Justin Fields. I do think he has no offensive line help, but you're right. You got to get rid of the ball quicker when you have a bad offensive line. He does not do that. I thought for a moment though he redeemed himself with that big run, got him down in the red zone with 30 seconds to go. And then what happened? The Bears offense was the Bears offense. They couldn't punch it in and you end up losing the game. That's they had bad. opportunities all game long. The Commanders are a bad team. They had an opportunity to beat a bad team at home and they couldn't even do that. Uh, Justin Fields said after the game that he's hurt and he's banged up. You know, the, his best asset right now is running the football, but I just I don't think that's sustainable for him, and that's the reason why. Yeah, I know. It's it's frustrating to see. It's something that I, I wish would go better for him. But in the meantime, the commanders, they're gross. Bears are gross. Thursday night football's been gross. Hopefully they get some better games on that product, because otherwise there's no reason to go get Amazon Prime at this point, other than the free shipping. All right, let's wrap it up, Teddy. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5GT Mobile Network. 
scheduled to join us coming up next and his fabulous mustache jackets president of hockey ops john davidson if if we can get him out of the mosh pit with uh what was it the the orca and the penis what was the name of this band orca orca and the penis. i forgot i don't remember what it was anyway if we can get him out of the mosh pit he'll join us next that should be fun common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of 270 southbound at US 33. It is causing some delays in that area. You're also going to find some backups on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Plan about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by RumpkeCareers.com. Get a career that is recession-resistant. Rumpke is now hiring new and seasoned diesel mechanics and maintenance technicians. Receive competitive pay, great benefits, and paid vacation time. Join a family-owned and operated company. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. EOE restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Live outside Nationwide Arena, Jackets opening up the home schedule tonight against Tampa. Our coverage starts at 6.30, puck drop shortly after 7 right here on The Fan. This handsome man next to me, Jackets president of Hockey Ops, John Davidson. J.D., good to see you. Nice to see you, folks. Hello, everybody. Nice to see y'all. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Excellent. The excitement of opening night. I'm sure that as the season was wrapping up last year, you had an idea of what you wanted to accomplish in the offseason. Maybe Johnny Goudreau deciding to sign here was a pleasant uh, little wrench in the plans, but describe how you thought the offseason went. I think pretty well. When you get into the position or the situation our team is in, you have a game plan. You try to stick to it no matter what. However, comma, if something pops up that can help ex- expedite the process a little bit, you look at it with all seriousness, and that's where Johnny Goodroll just, uh, you know, when, when you do your homework, you're making your calls, and then it sounded more and more like he was dead serious about coming here, and then all of a sudden when the two sides, we would sit in Yarmo's office with a big table and all the hockey guys and, and uh, actually, I had COVID. I was at home on a Zoom with the uh, with the office, and um, we really had a sincere feeling that this is where he wanted to come and play. And it wasn't something that he was using maybe to get himself somewhere else or whatever. It was real. And with that being said, boom, done deal. And here we are. And. Uh, we're just starting, so that helps expedite the process for sure. Well, on that deal, that, that brings up an interesting point. You guys have to deal with, and every GM and every front office has to deal with, the idea of players using other teams to manipulate the markets and get things up. How does your cynicism in that moment, when you're seeing all this in real time, like we're seeing it on Twitter, we don't have access to stuff you guys do, but when does your cynicism drop to say, no, this this is real, this is happening, and then to realize the opportunity that's in front of you as that presented itself? Yeah, you know, when, when you get into those meetings and you sense that you have to look at a lot of different things. You've got your cap situation, you've got the contract, and how old is he, and how many years will he, how old will he be when that expires or gets close to it. It all fit. So the other thing that I didn't mention is I talk a lot with Mike Priest and we all talk with uh, John P. McConnell, the majority owner. 
Man, he was on board like, like you wouldn't believe. That's what I was going to ask. Did you have to sell yeah. it at all to them? No, they, they trust our judgments, but you still, with something of that magnitude, you certainly show a lot of respect because they own and run the club, and uh, they're very supportive people. It's a remarkable thing, the McConnell family, is supportive of our, of our hockey club and supportive of Columbus. They really are. And uh, so so that was uh, something we got put into place, and boom, there, there, there it went. Back to work we went with uh, Johnny Goodrow, signed and sealed and delivered. John Davidson, Jackets, Prez of Hockey Ops, joining us here on The Fan. And then you move on and you sign Line 8 to the deal. How much did bringing Johnny in help expedite that process? All I know is that the deal for Patrick it was a very fair deal. There wasn't a lot of banging heads or anything like that. It was really well done on both sides. And I know that Yarmo told me that when uh, Goodrow had signed, Line A was over in Finland. He sent Yarmo a, a text saying that the hair was standing up on his arms. He was so happy to have Johnny Goodrow coming to our hockey club. So that was a pretty good sign. Uh, and then you make a fair deal with Patrick, which we did. And we saw through preseason, and we saw for a very short period of time in Carolina that those two are going to mesh. And Boone Jenner working at center ice. It's a shame that uh, Patrick uh, hyperextended his elbow. I was really sore. That, that He had him a sling after the game. He was sore. But... Uh, I suspect two and a half, three weeks, and maybe four at the very outside. The three-week mark is when we play it's in Finland. Right? Finland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have this feeling he may want to play over there. I don't know why, but <laughs> I just have that feeling. <laughs> yeah, one of the moments that was from that first game, and I thought it was a positive, even though, of course, it didn't end up counting on the scoreboard. Cole Sillinger had that nice move there. The, the right call was yeah. made on the offside. Yeah. But how important when you're a young player in this league, and obviously he has grown exponentially even from yeah. year one, this is, this is, I think, a big moment, though, right, where you can do something like that in the first game. That skill that you thought is there, it already is blossoming and showing again. How big are those moments, not just for him, but for all these young players that are on this roster? It was, it was big. That would have been a highlight real goal that, uh, if oh, it was allowed right. to stand. Yeah. They did make the appropriate call. It was offside. He didn't have control of the puck when he went over the blue line, even though his body went first. You know... I've been. This is my 49th training camp and opening night since I got involved with the NHL. I was with St. Louis way back then. I had a pretty good first year as a player, a real good first year. My second year, I played so well I got traded after the year to, to New York. In other words, I wasn't very good. And uh, they talk about the sophomore jinx and this and that. You won't see it with uh, Cole Sillinger. This, this kid, is. there's something about that kid... When you say, you walk by and you say, hey, Cole, he, he looks at you right in the eye and says, hey, good morning, how are you? You know, he, he doesn't look at his shoelaces and things like that. He's a he's an outgoing, mature, physically fit, wonderful guy. And he's still a kid, obviously, but there's a lot there that we should uh, really enjoy watching him grow. And I think he'll grow this year for us. John Davidson, Jackets, president of Hockey Ops, joining us here on The Fan. You said 49, your 49th year, right? I would love to get your take on the state of the game and the evolution of the game of hockey. Where do you see this game right now? Where do you see this game going? And I know this is your job, but it's does the game of hockey, sitting down and watching hockey, like I talk to Rimmer all the time. Rimmer's a freak show. He will go do the game, and then he will go home and he'll watch five hours of hockey yeah. just because he loves the game yeah. of hockey. Do you find yourself still in love with the product? Yeah, that's what I do. Every night when uh, the games start, I watch until uh, 
until the uh, the other night I was watching uh, Seattle play Los Angeles. Uh, my eye was three quarters shut, but yeah. I was trying to watch and, and listen at the same time. I think the game is getting remarkably faster. Um, it's 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 a game now where the big guys can skate and they can play. You, you have to, or you won't be on a roster. That's right. We went through a few years of that when they disallowed the hooking and the yeah, holding. Yeah. And the big guys, especially defensemen, were in trouble. Now those big guys all skate pretty well. The other, the other thing that I find is when I was playing in 1973 as a rookie in St. Louis, I'd sit down with the coach and we'd go over the other team. There was maybe three, maybe four guys that really shot the puck well. You know, you'd look at Gay LaFleur or Mike Bossy or whoever it was. Today they all do. The fourth line guys shoot it. They all shoot the puck really well. So that, that's been a big change. The... Um, I think the just the evolution of the game, the way the kids are taught, the way they're coached, um, is, is something that's really interesting. A lot of them are very well coached at a very young age, and that makes them almost ready um, skill-wise when they get here. Physically, it's a different thing. They have to go through that process of growing up. And uh, the other thing, too, when you talk about evolution is back in the day I mean it seemed like 90% of the players were from Canada 10% from the US and very seldom was there one from anywhere else now it's worldwide I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. so our, our scouting system identifies that we have scouts all over the world you know we bring them in a number of times a year and they've been in Slovakia they've been in in, uh, in Cheko they've been in, they don't go to Russia much anymore right now but they're all over the place it's it's a remarkable thing how that game has changed in that respect J.D., enjoy it tonight. Hey, thanks. It's always our pleasure to talk to you. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Have fun, everybody. John Davidson, Jackets, Prez of Hockey Ops, joining us here on The Fan. Tool of the Week is next. Common Man and T-Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is delayed on 670 westbound between Leonard Avenue and Neal Avenue. Plan on some backups over there. You're also going to find some slowdowns on 71 southbound between 17th Avenue and Cleveland Avenue. Tap those brakes. It's a five-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. The best tool, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's. Check out Conrad's in front of Riverwatch Tower and the Ozone Party each and every home game. Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, is opening soon at 71 West Schrock Road next to Kroger on the corner of West Schrock and State. We are outside Nationwide Arena getting ready for Jackets time tonight. Teddy is back in the studio. He'll be running all of the sound effects today. But he are you ready, Bone? I'm ready. I thought you were say, you ready, Ted? I'm always what ready. What the hell was that, Ted? I was, I was playing the sound by it, but you just well, kept we talking. We're not ready for it yet. I wanted to show that I was ready for you. Okay, all right. Are you ready, Ted? 
Can you turn the music down? No. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right. Jeff's Gentleman's Sausage mm-hmm. says, My bums who hate peckers. I love grass. My tool of the week is my boss for having the worst breath in the world, which can only be described as hot trash with dead fish. And to top things off, he's a close talker. I thought I was going to pass out this morning after talking to him. There's certain things in life you can't be both, right? You can't be like... You, you cannot be close talker guy and also smelly breath guy. You also can't, for what it's worth, be like completely ugly person and completely angry person all the time. you got to have a little bit of one or the other. You can't have both. Trevor says, my guys. And I hope to see you out there. My tool of the week is my wife, Kalicia. Okay. When at a crowded bar on Tuesday talking about Cucho Hernandez, she said, I couldn't yell, Cooch! No way. If it's appropriate anywhere, it should be in a crowded bar. I hope you say her name wrong. Hashtag GTH. <laughs> he knows you too well. Also, yeah, I mean, hashtag shout cooch at the bar. I'd say go right ahead. Yell as much as you want. Uh, Nate says, my tool of the week is common, man. I referred two friends to listen to the show but haven't received my $2 million. That's fair and point. And now those friends are questioning everything they ever thought of me as a person. Now that they know what I listen to every day. Uh, I don't really think you have much of a response to that, do you? I think you've just got to find $2 million. The check's, the check's in the mail. Oh. It's coming for oh, okay. you. Uh, Chip Dip Chip. says, my guys. Oh, this is going to be really close. My tool of the week are the constant aisle squeezers and chair climbers at OSU volleyball games. <laughs> Chip Dip always has a problem with what's going Dip. on at the volleyball game. Dip. Don't get up during play. I channeled my inner Tim Hall and loudly said, I wish I could see the game. And Mrs. Chip Dip gave me a dirty look like I'm the bad guy. (laughs) Hashtag GTH. Yeah, how dare we call out the fans who are ruining the game for everybody. Uh, Now we have one from Mrs. Chip Dip. Mrs. Chip Dip. Uh, Yep. She she says, my guys. Once again, just the tip has to get over. (laughs) That's right. Thank you, Tony. My tool of the week is Mr. Chip Dip for his passive-aggressive comments regarding people who block his view at volleyball games. Soon he'll be shouting, how many pee breaks do you need at small children? Love you, babe, but I have to live in this city, damn it. Mm. Hashtag GTH. Now that's a relationship that works. That's right. Yes, it's it's good to see both sides of every argument, Who needs too? a marriage counselor when you can have two idiots on the radio air your grievances? Oh, yeah. Well, I will say that my wife and I often, sometimes I'll bring up something on the show that was uh, from a little argument we may, we may have had. She says, you know, we never get to rebut these arguments. It's good that Mr. and Mrs. Chip yep, are able to do that here. Maybe someday we'll do a special podcast where our wives can come on and give their side of living with us two idiots. Uh, Micah says, mis amigos... <laughs> That's Manic Monkey on 97.1. My nominee is the fellow that yelled at me for pouring water on the ashtray outside of the supermarket because uh, it was smoking the customers out. Apparently, I inhibited his ability to scavenge for half-smoked cigarettes. This Sorry, is a, a got-to-say, that's a subgenre of tweet I did not know existed, but I'm here for... People arguing about, like, loose cigarette butts. I did not know that was a thing. Doc says, my guys. What the hell was that? I couldn't even tell. My tool of the week is Ted. I hate that every time I get in the shower, I think of him when the water is too hot. Too hot. I don't want to think of Ted when I shower. I do want to think of Ted when I shower. I think of him often when I shower. 
Uh, Urban's Lil Myers says, my guys. Ah. My tool of the week is myself and you guys. Myself because I'm about to anger you guys, but you guys for trashing vanilla cake this week. Did I trash vanilla cake? I did. I if you ask did. me, vanilla cake is more superior than chocolate oh, cake. Oh, that's stupid. And is the that's vanilla stupid. ice cream of cake, which you love vanilla ice cream, common man. I don't have a problem with vanilla cake. I do. It All sucks. I said was, for most people, they'd probably go for a chocolate cake. That's right. I ate the vanilla cake. <laughs> I ate it. I ate two pieces of chocolate, though, because that's, that's what most people picked. And that, by the way, the chocolate cake, almost gone. The vanilla cake... Plenty of good seats available. If you wanted, there was ample room to go get some more. Hikey Mikey says, my guys. Really knows when to pull it up, when to jack it. My tool of the week is the entire Bears organization ruining good quarterbacks for 100 years. Yeah, pretty simple well, I stuff. Don't, in fairness, I don't know if they've been good or they just can't find anybody good. I think they Maybe ru- they've been I think good they and ruined, they ruined them. They ruined the good quarterbacks. I, I agree with that, actually. Uh, 14th and Indy says the Bears management and coaching staff for putting that poo around Justin Fields. Zach says my hose. I like the fact that when I unwrap that thing, I can't fit my mouth around it. I don't remember that. Fair statement. What was that from? I don't. I, what were you talking about? I can't tell you now. We'll have to talk about it out the air. All right. My tool of the week is old pink eye himself, Bob Costas, for calling the game like he's talking down to us regulars and we're so stupid. He has to over-explain every little thing and give his opinions about real baseball. I really like calling Bob Costas just a simple old, old pink eye. Pink old pink eye. Old pink eye. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Thaddeus says, my guys. Uh, Common Man is my tool of the week because he said the guy pushed by Adams was stupid for pressing charges. Prove you mean what you said by signing a contract saying that Bobby Carpenter can blindside push you as hard as he can once randomly anytime within a year while at work. Hate to break it to you, buddy. He does that to every employee. Also, uh, I'm glad I didn't send that tweet under a surname. Totally didn't do that. Real person who tweeted that was not me. Thank the you for that. The CJ Beathard and Jizz Camp Nature Show says, My commanders. Mmm, doggies! My tool of the week and last week is Major League Baseball and how they schedule playoff games during the afternoon on weekdays and then complain that their TV ratings are down and young people don't like baseball. It's hard to like it when we can't watch it. Hashtag BTH. Hashtag Manfred sucks. Now I, thought, I thought the, the day games were supposed to get the younger people. But they he's were? saying he's saying oh. I can't watch the well just when they're at night, then it's I have to go sleepy time with my binky. I can't watch baseball. Then you put it on during the day. No no, no I well during the day though they're in school. Oh alright, fair enough. Well cut school like I did. Yeah, to watch baseball. Look how it worked out for me. I'm hosting a radio show. How in the world are they not getting the youth to watch baseball? Here's more Bob Costas. Like right, I don't know how that's not working. Uh Tony Stark the second. Says my you tool get, of the week. You get that reference, yeah. He's Iron Man, right? Oh, hey, you did. Yeah, good, what good are you mocking me for? I am, because you're stupid. Uh, my tool of the week is T-Bone for the analogy he started to try and make on Monday, and then halfway through realized it was so bad he just stopped and ended the segment, and I turned off my radio. What? I mean, I'm sure I did. I just wish I'm I knew sure what it was in regards to. I don't know. Maybe we ran out of time. 
I'm sure it was great, though. I would have. I'll finish it on a podcast. Don't worry. Uh, Brandon says, "My guys, this kid has a good, quick jack." My tool of the week is anyone who parks at the gas pump. It happens a lot at Sheets. Co-tool of the week is Sheets. Maybe you have a separate line for gas only to get those idiots who won't pay at the pump right out of the way. Well, I will say the people who go to Sheets and then park at the pump, inside the Sheets they have like a place where they make food. So sometimes you go in there and then you order and you end up with 20 more minutes. Like if you don't move your car, that's really not a nice move there. you got to get out of the way. Uh, Smitty says, my guys. I love that that thing is so thick I can barely get it in there. Are these from? I don't remember either, honestly. Man, but I'm what sure is going I, on? Was right. this your trip to the Lions then? Yes. Which one? Uh, Multiple my locations. Of the week will continue to be whoever operates the 97.1 The Fan app. I love not only that Chillicothe gets crappy service, but then the app doubles up on ad breaks and the damn pop-up ads. You operated... You, your app operator are, is my tool of the week. Yeah. I don't, is the app bad? I don't know. I mean, I, at least not in. I don't Look know. At I don't go to Brad nodding. I like, gotta go. Oh, yeah, Brad's really like, yeah, it sucks. You. Thanks, well, Brad. Maybe we should fix it. Yeah, right. That'd be good. I didn't know it was Who's that bad. Who's in charge of that, Digital Boy? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to find out who that guy is. Whoever he is, probably should get fired. All right, let's pick a winner. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the guy who said uh, "old pink eye" for Bob Costas. Whoever pink that guy? was. Yeah, that guy wins. Who, or is, gal. That? who is that? Whoever today? it is, I don't know who it was. Zach Flowers. Zach Flowers. Flowers. There you go, Zach. Gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's. You have anything else to play, Teddy? And who's going to break the news to Steven Stamkos? That's good. Timely. Uh, Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash blocking the left lane of 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. Plan on some slowdowns in that area as things get cleaned up. You're also going to find some backups on 71 southbound between 17th Avenue and Cleveland Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. Some banks can make it complicated to redeem credit card rewards. Or Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone man. Look at you. Out on the plaza. Big successful show. Live show. Must be nice. Must be nice to have a half hour show tonight, Timmy. Boy, I mean, working hard. Working hard. You have a co-host, or are you going it by yourself for the whole half hour? I'll just be alone. I will, I will have a guest, though. My, my friend Patrick Murphy. Have, I was going to say, you have we'll one do, or yeah, two guests right. tonight. Oh, just, just one, Bone. I mean, I can manage okay, the first good. segment, but I need some help for the second one. Beers and Buckeyes, so it'll be fun. That's good. Was there someone who was already on the fan previously today, or is it a new guest that has not been on the fan yet in the last 24 hours? Well, Rothman and I stole him, so yes, it will be. Oh, it's a second repeat hit. guest, too. All right. There's, I My mean, God, but we'll Pat talk Murphy. about other things, though. Yeah, oh, good. Oh, well, what are you going nice. to talk about? The crew. That's what Pat Murphy covers. On the Buckeyes, Buckeyes show? Well, I mean, he covers the Buckeyes and the crew. I assume, did they talk crew with him? Probably not. So you got to switch it up. 
I don't think I'm going to talk crew. I don't think I'm going to talk crew with him. Okay. What are you doing over there all afternoon? Normally you screw around with us. What are you doing? There's nothing to do. I mean... I know, but there's a bunch of beer that we left over there. Did you drink some? There's beer. Panama, Ted and I, we've been fully nude just walking around because nobody's here. Nobody's here. We can do it. We can do whatever we want. I've been listening to old sound bites all day. I got one here from uh, Beamer. You want to hear it? Go ahead. Here we go. Told, you already know this, but a former Buckeye, Ryan Dezingle, is traded to the CBJ. What can we expect out of him tonight as the Jack offs, or excuse me, as the Jackets square off with the Flyers? You're listening to the Buckeye Show right here on The Fan. Locally owned and operated. Wow. wow. Good job. That's great. Do you, have, do you have more? Yes, we've got uh, Beamer as a play-by-play man. Listen to this. Uh, Amadeo Delavalle makes an appearance. And now Amadeo, Ohio State running the weave. Aaron Kraft, ball on the right wing. Dribble kick to Sam Thompson. There you go, Jimmy. There's your shot. No good as Amadeo gets the board for three. <laughs> Open shot. Bang! Oh, my. Let it rain. Let it rain in Columbus as Ohio State is, is feeling it. <laughs> Man, just a... I think he did a good job. Pretty good. He did a good job. Yeah, but pretty good. It, it does sound like he's holding his nose while he's reading that or he, saying... He I had that, too. Know. I'm lucky I don't have any play-by-play stuff. I never had to do, do it. Do you so. have any from yourself? Jimmy? I... Hold on. I, let me keep it in order here. Here's one more golden one oh, from God. Beamer. Here you go. Order. Conference championship weekend in college football. Ohio State getting ready to take on the Wisconsin ba- Badgers tonight. <laughs> Excuse me. Had a little Paul Keels action right there. Badgers tonight from Lucas Oil Stadium. Ryan Day knows it's going to be a tough task. Yeah, I thought they did a great job uh, against us, especially in the first half. The clip you know, is over, Tim. Thanks, Timmy. We got it. Tim, the clip is over. Yeah, he's playing Ryan that's Day. Just how, that's just how ago. it was clipped. It's how it was edited. So I understand, but you can turn it off turn at any off, time. Yeah. You know that, right? You said you wanted some uh, some play-by-play. Well, I, I don't know. You yelled at me and said, i got to keep it in the order. Yeah, what, what order, what order are we talking about? <laughs> the, the order that You control the order. It was right in front of me. Here you go. Here's a little mm doggies for you. Jack Sawyer is the quarterback tonight due to an injury. He gets the snap, throws to his buddy Chris Scott immediately. He's off to the races. He breaks two tackles to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Mm doggies. Chris Scott all the way puts six on the board. All right, I want to point out, and I want Teddy to pop on the microphone here, because Teddy asked me during the break, do you want to have Tim on this segment? And what did I say to you, Ted? You said, yeah, you want him on there, and you want him to play a lot of clips. No, I said, as long as he doesn't play any sound bites right. because oh, it's that's annoying. What, that's that's right. That's what it was. It was a complete oh, opposite of what oh, he's doing. Oh, you said don't play sound bites. I said, I don't oh, want you to man. play sound bites. It's annoying. Oh, sorry. And now that's all you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we may as well go all the way to the Hamptons. Give me one more. All right, here's, here's the other doggies from last season. They are driving, getting closer to the red zone right now after a 68-yard punt from Gabe Powers and Powers forcing a fumble and causing a huge negative play for Jerome. Now Marysville is something cooking. Gabe Powers is going to run the football this time on the pitch out to the 30, to the 20, cuts back, 10, 5, fumble into the end zone, and that one is recovered by Marysville, and it's a touchdown. Mm, doggies, what a wild play. Why don't you play a longer clip? Jeez. Man, how, <laughs> how long was that gone with the wind? And then Gabe Powers read a book and... 
it had some milk. Do you have any Ten Commandments back there you can play? Uh, you know, Charlie Heston in my life. Let's go. I couldn't. Pl- I couldn't Free play my that. People from bondage. <laughs> Seven hours of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Next. All right. Oh. Can you go away now, Timmy? I'm gone. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Uh, Buckeye Show. Top of the hour. Right here on the fan back page. Head it. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. Deliver us from bondage. Well, I have to apologize. There's a little bit of a downer to start this story because someone is dead. Someone died in this news story, so that's bad. But I do feel like it's a question that has to be asked, and I need your opinion on this. A restaurant in Maryland, people were called, you know, people went to the restroom. They found in the women's restroom there was a a person not responsive. So they called, the the authorities came in, they said, oh, someone's died in here. We need to take care of this. The restaurant remained open and continued seating people while they were attending to, you know, the situation in the bathroom. And now, of course, they're getting blowback for this. The news there is criticizing the management and pointing out that a lot of customers were upset that they were, I mean, bad enough that that happened. But then they're like, I'm eating my chicken parm, and they're wheeling a dead body out. Like, that's a bit, I, I think, what you I have think to that's do a little much. Is you have to be honest with people. You know, if they if oh, they're if they're table com- by table, if they're coming into the restaurant, you said they were seating people. Yes, right? they were seating people. Would they should you know people come up and hey, party too? Okay, someone has just died. Do you still here. want to eat here? Do you still want to eat here? Right, and then leave it up to them. Yeah. They if like, they don't care if they're eating the chicken parm while they're wheeling the dead body out, why should we? Like, why are we have not sat table seven? It's been open for a half an hour. And there's just like a buzzing noise coming from the bathroom. They're like, and they're like, I guess someone's not getting their table tonight. So anyway, there you go. That's the uh, downer I leave right, you with. We're out of way. time. Thanks, Bone. You're welcome. Uh, Jacket's time is coming up at six thirty, right after Timmy's half hour of crap. So make sure to listen to that. That's that's the new show. <laughs> Timmy's half hour of crap. There you go. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash still blocking the left lane of 670 eastbound after Neal Avenue. Please use caution over here as the road continues to clear. Also going to find some backups on I-70 eastbound between Central Avenue and Route 315. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by American Kennel Club. Where can you bring the family to meet and play with QK9s canines? Only at AKC Meet the Breeds event taking place at the Greater Columbus Convention Center on Saturday, October 15th. Sponsored by Nationwide and Jermaine Subaru. Save $5 on tickets by entering promo code PAUSE at akc.org slash meetthebreeds. An array with fan traffic. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan.